0: ladies gentlemen those in between and affiliated to the novice latest and we are doing our comic reviews once again how are you doing today or at this moment caleb
1: oh i'm pumped i'm excited to be back covering some more comics i love doing this stuff so this is is exciting for me as always it is it's uh i won't say it's our bread and butter
0: but uh it's something that we do love to delve into one of these days we'll do a non well i guess we yeah, we still have to do the amazing screw on head. I forgot about that because oh yeah, those uh, sort stuff. Not because we haven't really done anything outside of DC. I mean, yeah, I know I'm anti, and I know my ma- mentality these past few years has been anti Marvel, but it's like I still like Marvel books, just the old ones.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there's some good new stuff come out. I haven't been reading too much. I read a little bit of a uh, part of a Namor run, which I, I quite liked.
0: The like as of like last year's name or run or like this year's name or run.
1: Oh, sorry. I think I said run. I meant, uh, like little mini series.
0: Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Mini series.
1: Yeah. They haven't done a run in forever.
0: Oh yeah. No, I remember that.
1: Yeah. Conquered shores came out right around the time that, uh, black Panther Wakanda kind of forever came out. Mm. So I was reading that and yeah, <laughs> how was it? I was enjoying it. I think I still have one issue left, maybe two. Um, but yeah, for a short little book, it was more, more kind of in its own world it was set way in the future and the, it turned into water world land oh nice and so there was all these like human refugees and namor was everyone was kind of looking to to his his empire it's like oh namor he's the one who's still got things functioning everyone's trying to look to him for help and it was an interesting book it, it had a nice uh kind of reflective quality to it
0: very nice maybe we'll uh, review that at some point
1: that could be fun yeah
0: but first no today we are doing uh this will be a do i assume you'll probably release these around the same time we'll be doing a duology here Uh, as usual we will be going comic and then movie uh or adaptation excuse me so this is the book all-star superman and we'll be doing the uh animated film not too long after for you guys um yeah we usually pair with this stuff um before we do that i want to make a amends i've been meaning to say this for a long time now because i kind of i kind of goofed i i fully goofed mm. so when we did earth two uh two years ago or whatever it was i believe it was two years ago we it was you know it, it was also by grant morrison and frank quietly <laughs> but at that point i uh <laughs> I'll get canceled for this. I improperly and incorrectly, and to my ignorance, used the improper pronouns when deter- when saying uh, Grant Morrison because at that right at that time uh, they came out as non-binary, and I I, I apologize. I, I completely forgot uh, about that. And there's could we go back and fix it? I guess we could, but um, well, tell you. Uh, no no yeah. no, no. <laughs> oh, this guy edits stuff so he can uh, he can determine that if he wants to or not.
1: Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that. But I haven't heard too much about Grant Morrison these days. I don't even know if he's still writing books or if he's retired. Or, or they, sorry. <laughs> there I go doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Freudian slip. Sorry. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Forgive us, please. Yeah, it's brand new.
1: Brand new information for me. So yeah, I might take some adjustment during this discussion.
0: I think he's still doing stuff for DC mostly. You know, I've not really read much of his like Marvel stuff, If I if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, but they are pretty prolific with their work so you know. they are
0: they really are they're they're like top-notch like they're a top-notch writer at, you know except for earth 2 but let's hey, not that's not good that's not, that's not gonna and lie
1: to maybe it. this one too we'll oh man
0: oh no okay i discord that's no. <laughs> no, <I'm just>
1: kidding <laughs> no I'm just you know I'm keeping the cards close to the chest I want to keep some suspense here for the the audience
0: yeah no that's fair, <laughs> fair there you go so yeah well, I guess your self-promotion go read our earth two book and this isn't exactly a sequel to that nor is anything connected to that. I'll, no. We'll we'll get into it. All right. So, also Superman, we are reading the uh DC Black Label version uh, edition on the our Kindles. Mm-hmm. Uh and I know there is a new edition, well, not new, but there is an addition to this. Excuse me. There's a physical out there, but we chose to do it uh physically. And I I think there is also just like, you know, some of the um animated films that the dc's put out i think there's a um collection not a collection but what is it a um i can't say complete edition but like yeah you know, they got both the graphic novel and the movie in there
1: oh yeah yeah i forget what they call them i could grab my one of my ones off the shelf but <laughs> if you wouldn't mind if it it's right there okay sure <laughs> yeah actually grab my copy of earth 2 here we go uh let's see if they have a name for it on here it was destiny. It was predetermined that you would do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't see any sort of, like, ultimate edition. I don't see anything like that on here, so. But either way, yeah, the, the double pack. That's all we'll, we can say. Uh, So,
0: uh, I'll just do a preamble of this uh, from what I, sure. I know, and I guess you can say what you know of this. Uh, from what I know is in, what was this? When was, again, was it 2006 or 5?
1: I believe this was two thousand uh yeah 2005
0: okay so what i remember uh my knowledge this i didn't i didn't know this when i was a kid i actually knew this like 10 years later in like 2015 when i read this or 20 2015 or 2016 when i read this uh first read this excuse me i heard that they were or my my research was they were doing an all-star line like this they they just, just like dc was like ah, oh, it's like we have so many books let's just release this one called all-star and it's in its own universe So it's like earth one later on, but like all-star verse. So whatever, it's a separate continuity, which is fine. Uh, And Frank Miller and Jim Lee are, you know, they're doing uh, the controversial Batman uh, or all-star Batman, Robin, and then Frank, uh, Frank quietly and Grant Morrison. They are both doing uh, all-star Superman. Take it away, sir.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I don't know too much about this book except for the stuff that you just said. That. Yeah. It was part of a big All Star line. And yeah, from what I can tell, that that All Star line seemed to be kind of patchy. Like there was some good stuff, some poor stuff, and yeah, I don't know how fondly it's remembered these days.
0: I mean, I. Well, as far as I'm like this, at least completed. Uh, ventures. Or ventures. All Star Superman. All Star Batman and Robin has yet to complete, I believe.
1: Oh wow. Oh, that's always shitty.
0: But okay wait so it's either so i don't remember the continuity but either all-star batman and robin is in the same continuity as the dark knight returns or was it year one that's in the same continuity either one of them's in the same continuity apparently
1: yeah they had the dark knight returns and then yeah i think maybe all-star came third i think i think it's attached
0: that's right yeah no
1: i think that's the one that they they point to is everyone going like oh yeah this is the this is the moment when frank miller started to lose everyone in in his mind and it just got worse from there
0: Let's well, yeah, say yeah holy terror you know continue yeah
1: <laughs> maybe that was the one but but yeah so this book yeah
0: we'll re- review that stuff later
1: <laughs> yeah exactly well maybe
0: uh, <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah exactly anyway sir, continue
1: yeah reuniting our two buds grant morrison frank quietly and I think they'd still done some stuff in between. I think they were working on a run together, and then yeah, got picked up for this this project. Twelve issues, and I do I do like that. This is in the modern era where the issues are really short. It's really shitty reading issues week to week, paying the full price and then get something you can read in ten minutes. But for a big collected edition like this, it's nice being able to plow through them really quick.
0: Yeah, this is the definition of getting a bang for your buck if you got the graphic novel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because buying comic books in this economy, never. <laughs> yeah, which is too bad. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I wish I can get back into it, but I don't know. But anyway, I guess we should jump into uh, episode one of this, this book. I don't know why they went with episodes. It seems like a little bit of an odd gimmick, but...
0: Well, I mean, right here is your miniseries, because episode one,
1: faster. And we get a taste right off the bat of uh, Frank Quiley's art. As we jump into the, the Krypton side of the origin. We see the Doomed Planet and that's the scientists and their last hope. I like how they, they condense that into four panels, that tiny little bit there.
0: Doomed planet, desperate scientist. Last hope, kindly couple. Perfect. That's all I can say. And then you turn it turn the page, two page spread of him like in a Christ-like pose, just going along the surface of the sun. Brilliant. So I will, I will immediately ask you right away. So for all those who remember our Earth 2 uh, Justice League story, our JLA, excuse me, uh, comic book review, Caleb was a bit... There was some, there was some discourse and displeasure with when it came to Frank Quietly's art uh, for that book. Mm. Uh, Caleb, what did you think of Frank Quietly's art in this book?
1: Well, I'll go to my first note that I wrote uh, about this book here, and that first note says right off the bat, I'm sorry, but quietly's art has gone even further in a direction that is just not for me. I'm not gonna call it bad, oh boy, but it's yeah, i just i don't I don't care for it <laughs> ooh, oh man,
0: all right, send all your hate mail to him uh at, at him at the is uh, at gmail dot com yeah
1: again, I'm not saying it's bad i I know people quite like his art but i just i just i just don't see it and we'll we'll detail that as we go along
0: we certainly shall
1: But we open up on a plot surrounding this, this i guess there's some sort of gravity shield around is it the sun is there like a big sunspot? What, what was this little bit here
0: so what it is is that there's a uh so pardon me it's been a week since i read this but me too <laughs> all the details I, I know the broad strokes of this i just forgot all the details but mr what is it quinton i believe mm-hmm. He's this uh, made for this story, I believe. He's this like bajillionaire. He's like the good version of Lex Luthor, which is awesome. Uh, who wants to you know be proactive and use his funds and his wealth and his um, all that he has to make the world a better place. I want to give that guy a handshake. Um, and he has sent some of his scientists or some of his people uh, to the to basically just study the sun. Uh, they've basically gone into the sun. And in this, this, this tiny pod and they're, you know, just exploring, they're uh, observing and reporting. And all of a sudden immediately there's like a, a malfunction within like the hardware or the software within inside the pod. And the gravity shields are basically what's keeping them from being crushed. I I, I think, pardon me for, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a scientist here. Uh, I'm not an yeah. <laughs> astrophysicist when it comes to stuff, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the gravity shields just basically mean, uh, it's protecting them from being crushed under the weight of the sun's own gravity.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we get this, this rather a uh, little bit of a Hellraiserish ish looking image with this big mutated bald thing. And yeah, it seems like he's, he's throwing some sabotage around courtesy of Lex Luthor. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I like this little opening. It kind of just jumps us right into the action and, you know, it takes us a little while to catch up, but I think it's a exciting opening. So, for this book
0: uh let me ramble here for a second this book is so even though it, it told you the you know they'll use those four panels brilliantly to you know tell the origin story like like that really there's a lot of carryover and bleeding you have to do and there is knowledge you have to know for like even though it's not set in a continuity there's still characters and I wouldn't say plots but just characters that you have to know or else mm-hmm
1: and it does get confusing considering that ne- neither one of us are particularly experienced with a lot of Superman comics. I'll admit that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's stuff in here where I was confused. I was like, okay, is this piece solely for this book and this continuity or is this something that's leading on from a previous run from around this time that I'm just missing?
0: No, this is, as far as I'm aware, All-Star Superman was like closed continuity. It's its own like mini-series, basically. Like, nothing... The all, all that influences it is like has what what has existed before, but it's not set in any like one continuity. This is basically like um, Brainiac attacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a good comparison. Uh, but we see uh, Superman comes to try to help these folks out, and he breaches their little uh, their little shield area. And although we all know that Superman gets his his power from the Yellow Sun, he gets too close, and you know we all know what happens when you get too close to the sun. And that's, that's basically the whole setup of this book is Superman in his last days after getting this, this giant written, uh, dose of radiation.
0: It gets a really terrible sunburn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, then we jump away from that little bit of science fiction stuff back to the kind of the mundane up in the daily planet as we see, uh, cat grant and yeah, the whole crew here. And then this, this, there's definitely a bit of a different flavor. For the, the Daily Planet crew here, especially Jimmy. Jimmy, it's, it's kind of a funny take for him. He's got this super watch that he uses to, uh, I guess him and Superman are really like buddy buddy. And he can call up soups anytime he needs. And everyone kind of looks at Jimmy as he's not like the usual kind of shat upon guy. He's he's a he's a top dog. And I like that change for him. I think that's fun.
0: I mean, you're aware of the super watch, right? Like that's been a thing for like since the 60s.
1: Oh, maybe, man, no, maybe I'm just not a... Again, I've, I've read very, very little Superman comics.
0: So, I only know the broad strokes of that stuff, like, you know, from reading either, like, Wikipedia or just browsing the the wiki, or the DC wiki, excuse me, of, like, you know, old issues or, or, or you know, whatever that is. And, really, All-Star-Superman is a throwback to that. It is it is definitely a throwback mm-hmm. to the 60s, where there's Wahoo, wacky, yahoo, wackadoodle pizza man adventures, where, like, you know, anything can happen. Um, it's just super dickery as somebody said it's just it's just like nuts <laughs> um but i think grant morrison makes it work
1: yeah no I, I agree yeah i think i think a lot of that stuff does feel natural in this book um I mean, we'll get to some more of the the out out there stuff
0: yeah i don't know if you could do this in live action but i think this can only be done like either in comics or in animation
1: yeah we'll see how they handle it with the animated film i am very curious how that's gonna work out no comment. Just because it's we're talking about this book, not that, <laughs> huh. so basically
0: they're uh the, the daily planet folks they're they're discussing what's happening right now now i don't know if they know like they sort of know about Superman going to the sun and also <laughs> the or not even that but they they're, I can't, Superman saves first man's sun mission, which is hilarious um with uh the philanthropist Quintum excuse me Quintum i forgot I got that correct mm. um There you go. Set out to map the sun. That's, that's what it was. Like I said, it was a report, but basically what happens is that they got scoop. Somebody got the scoop that, uh, Lex Luthor has sabotaged the mission. And we see, um, the net in the next page, we, or the the next page, we see that, uh, Luthor is inside either a prison cell or, uh, somewhere, some government black site. And he's, even though, you know, he was led, he, he, he bamboozled the uh, army to think that he's, you know, helping them create, you know, I don't know, like weapons of mass destruction or do whatever. And instead he's once again trying to, you know, he's up to his old tricks and trying to kill Superman. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. controlling the sleeper agent that he uh, somehow planted within Leo Quintum's uh, crew and, you know, is going real like, you know, Tetsuo uh, in a way. And <laughs> I like him kind of either remotely piloting him, which I think he is. And it takes eight minutes for the signal to reach. So I think that's uh, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, I like that bit too. And yeah, I like him controlling this. I, I'm pretty sure it was some sort of just thing he built some sort of organic, uh, robot. Yeah. Robot. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's like an Android almost. Cause I'm pretty yeah, I... sure. Yeah. Superman blasts him like away. Like once we, we get there, um, and he was actually a bomb. That's what he was. He was, he was designed to be a bomb. So unfortunately there was literally no way Superman was going to save him, which which yeah. sucks. But like, cause I know Superman has a thing for even saving androids, but in this case, this one could not be saved. And I guess he chose the lives of Quinton's crew over uh, this living bomb. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. And basically just blast him right into the sun, get rid of him. But yeah, as he, as the, the bomb blows up, he gets an extra big blast and he tries to this is kind of a weird line. They said that Superman is extending his, uh, his own bioelectric field to protect their ship. And I was like, Oh wow. He's, uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, in this book in general, he has a lot more powers than we usually see. That's a curious power for Superman to uh, have control of. Again,
0: that was the thing back in you know the sixties where like Superman would get like a super power, like literally whatever, like puppetry, super puppetry. Uh, super sign which like super painting huh. like that's literally the nonsense that was like the 50s and 60s because you know we just didn't know what we were doing back then and it was just fun times. oh wow so huh. in this it's kind of like going it's a throwback to that and a call back towards that kind of stuff uh this is kind of the modern take of you know yeah he, he his cells can absorb solar radiation uh and there's like he's got it's not like Superboy in the nineties where he has that like tactile telekinesis where he's got like that feel around him that he just extends outwards. And that's like his pseudo strength to match Superman's. Uh, this is more, he has like this aura that I think somebody came up with in the aughts where it was just like, Oh okay, yeah, he's got this field around him that like protects his clothes from getting damaged or whatever it was. And <laughs> basically it's this where he's just extending it outwards.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I guess since he's already had the blast and we see that the, the this dose of radiation like it extends out his different abilities. Maybe this is the first time he was able to to do something like this.
0: I mean I feel it makes sense. The closer he is to the sun, the more like power he gets. Uh and yeah. and and in a way I'm gonna also state that uh this is a I'm gonna put a pin in this explosion cause this will come back later.
1: Yeah, but as we cut to first seeing uh, uh Quintum, I forget his first name at the moment. Leo. Leo Quintum was it Leon?
0: Leo L E O. So like Leonardo.
1: Oh, Leo. Mm. Yeah, we uh, he's telling Superman that, oh, your your strength seemed to have tripled. And yeah, he developed some more powers. But yeah, he also comes with a with a more negative prognosis, which we already spoiled. That yeah, all this this sun sun exposure is it's destroying his cells from within. So
0: yeah, unfortunately, no. So double edged sword. You got double the power or sorry, triple the power and plus a whole lot of other stuff potentially. And uh yeah, you're gonna die. You got yeah, you got you 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 suffer from I didn't look this up, but you suffer from what uh many people on earth also suffer from, which is cancer uh by way of uh the too much sun exposure. Overexposure to the sun, thank you.
1: Oh, that's interesting, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I like that Superman says that he he can see it under his skin. He, it's like tiny fireworks, he says. I think that's that's an interesting image. And it's also exposed here that yeah, this is kind of kind of Quintum's fault. Like like Lex, his ambitions are yeah, they they're too too over the top, they're too extreme. He he wanted to was it to harness energy from the sun is what he wanted to do. And then yeah, that's that's why they were there and it all backfired for him. So that's too bad. Yeah. He's basically
0: like in a way he, he Quintum is trying to like either, I think he's, what he's saying is he's creating these different, like these different, like race of humans or, or like creations, whatever you want to call it. Like a, almost in a mad sciencey way, but I don't know if he's like a, a mad scientist, but <laughs> uh, he's, he's basically trying to like, I guess like either terraform outside so, or just trying to make, explorers that's what he's making he's trying to make like explorers to go out and discover the universe
1: yeah now i can't remember because yeah we we read this over a week ago does his experiments does it have something to do with the creation of the bizarro world or is that just uh just kind of something they stumble across
0: that's that's something they stumble across as far as I'm aware. okay because I know they said bizarre worker drones right there so you're just like yeah. oh did he create it no 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 no, no. I'm, as as far as my read goes from when I first read it to now or a week ago uh this was I should have read this today uh this was me too <laughs> um this was like the Bizarro Worlds I can't say spoilers but the Bizarro Worlds exists on its own uh Quentin didn't have anything to do with it. I think he just used Bizarro because we know what Bizarro is
1: yeah but yeah, no, I like this this Quintum character. I love his his uh coat of many colors. I think that's a fun look for him. Three hundred and sixty-five according to Jimmy. Oh yeah, Jimmy. He's uh yeah, dressed up like that later. Um but yeah, I think this is a fun wrinkle, and I like having this kind of Lex stand in that Superman can be a friend to and kind of uh kind of work with to, to build a better future. I think that's cool. Uh
0: what if, if you will, where uh what if Super or sorry, what if Lex Luthor was pals with uh, superman and was the opposite of what he usually does where he uh is uh working to better uh humankind
1: mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah then we get to uh our first oh boy our first look at the version for clark that they have in this book and yeah this is i mean we all know clark kent is is a bumbling you know, reporter guy. He, he's a little bit of a can't get right. He's always screwing up. He's clumsy. He's, you know, maybe he's he's late to the job, that kind of thing.
0: Buffoon, ultra maroon.
1: Yeah. Uh, but they, they take it to the extreme in this book. And well, what would you think of this little... It's the middle middle panel here. And we see this... I think it's like maybe like six of them. Six clerks, as he's walking to the office and he stumbles. And then um, I think when he stumbles, a guy like... His uh, cup flies into the air and then Clark catches it and puts it there. What do you think about that little panel in motion?
0: Uh, I like it because <laughs> if you remember back in Earth two with Johnny Quick they kind of did the same thing with that. although this is just more like these are all like legit keyframes that you could like you know draw like you could animate this in a way because literally like there's there's one pose, two poses, three poses, four poses, five poses, six poses, seven poses. Uh, and then you just like animate in between. So I think that's kind of cool. And it, and it gives you like a motion to look at of like, Oh, okay. So you could either, this is his regular routine that Clark puts on, or this is because of the uh, solar radiation that or overload. I think it's, I want to go with the former, but latter is entirely possible, yeah. of course. Um, Cause I, I kind of like this where, Again, he's he's showing that he is the very opposite of Superman. Because literally now, it's not just the glasses, but like nobody would think that this guy is Superman for how bumbling uh, and clumsy he is. Even though he's not actually clumsy, because when he acts clumsy, he's still being proactive and uh, being helpful.
1: Yeah, I think that's why this particular version seems so extreme to me, because I always took it more that... The, the Clark Kent that we see, this bumbling buffoon type, it isn't fully an act. There's there's an element of Clark Kent being uncomfortable in his mask of, of being this, this human. And so he, you know, his things are all exaggerated, but I don't think it's necessarily a big put-on. But this one's so exaggerated that it's just like, oh man, how could that not be a put-on?
0: It's a little too over the top for you, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Well, Fern. I mean, this book is quite uh, is quite out there. So, <laughs> given the tone that I, th- I think this this issue actually does a good job of setting the tone, in saying yeah. like this is gonna go out there, especially with like all the dialogue that Quentin sent, like the previous pages about like um, nanobots. <sighs> nanobots are unlocking mysteries of the cell, the atom, and the infinitesimal yoctosphere. It's like when you have hmm. that kind of jargon and and pose or pros, excuse me you're in for like a treat or you're you're in for like a little bit of a um how would how i put this but uh an over-the-top fest if you will hmm. so yeah. having him set the bar there i'm like all right let's go wacky yaku yahoo, yahoo dual pizza man guy let's go
1: yeah no i think it works so
0: i i accept this but i understand that people don't but this is the issue. This is like, he's like, all right, this is where I'm going with the entire book. So if you don't like it, you know, you close the book or whatnot, like, you know, uh, do not pass go. And for all those who are into it, let's go.
1: Yeah. Oh, but we, we see in between, uh, one Clark scene, we cut over to Lex and we see him being arrested and he's, uh, he's, he's overjoyed about it. This is, I think Eric complains about this. The, uh, the criminals are villains
0: uh which 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 Eric, sorry, just to just to ask,
1: oh sorry, our our usual collaborator, Eric,
0: yeah,, yeah there you go, thank you, not...
1: yeah, like geek likelution, Eric,
0: yeah, not delution Eric, <laughs> thank you, uh,
1: but yeah, the usual villain who they're so smug and happy to be put into custody because they've got a plan, and this one's not quite the same. he already feels like he's completed his plan, but he's still got that smug, like, oh, thank God, I'm being arrested it's it's for my own good, and he's uh. Yeah, really happy
0: now here's the hang on a second even though eric's not here to defend himself um this this lex like this is this is one this is before dark knight so nobody could say like oh like this is ripping off the dark knight this came out first um but anyways and two yeah this is like super genius lex so of course he's gonna like have plans within plans against chess mm-hmm. he foresaw this all like happened well, yeah foresaw this all happening but he's like you know, taking the steps and the fact that, you know, of course he states that as he's being taken away for crimes against humanity, uh, what is it for charges to to murder? And I okay. Um, uh, before I do something uh, really terrible to Superman. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, Oh, oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Before we get back to more of that, we'll cut over to, uh, to an epilogue, Lois and Clark. I'm not sure why they put the epilogue there.
0: That's true, but I like the
1: pilot. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, yes, no, I like that part as well. <laughs>
0: what the, hey, does that say f- Planet to Finger Luthor? Ugh, I don't know what that, I don't know what's going on there, but okay. Yeah, the
1: Daily Planet Fingers Luthor in the, uh... Because they put out that big headline, Luther Lied.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Even still, it's like, that can be taken in a uh, different life anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, no. You and your dirty mind. <laughs> hey,
0: excuse me, <laughs> sir. You were thinking it too.
1: No, I wasn't.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, good.
1: Oh, uh, but we see, uh... Yeah, we see that Clark, he, he's discussing, you know, Lois, do you ever think about death? And he's, yeah, he's he's, he's clearly trying to reach out to her in, in some way. This is on his mind. And I guess it's because it's on his mind that he's so distracted that he he bumps into this poor guy trying to cross the street and knocks him back onto the ground. I was a little bit like, what the hell is that? And then we see, and this, this just baffled me. I, I looked at this panel over and over trying to figure out what happened here. But behind the guy who'd fallen onto the ground, we see this thing had crashed. And I was like, is that a piece of a a car? What was it that crashed? Do you know?
0: Yeah, it's either like a Cadillac converter. looks like a muffler, potentially. I I don't know. But I was clearly scanning everything. Like, it might be from that truck that's also parked in like the first panel there. Because I don't
1: know what else it would be. Yeah, but it's on the other side of this the street of the truck. And there's no other cars around. That's, I, I don't know. And there wasn't a shot of setting
0: that up of like, if it, if it was coming from above, because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, usually if that some sort of stuff would happen, we would kind of see like, you know, we would open the panel up and we would see like, you know, uh, it about to fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little confused there. I wish that they would have maybe made that a little bit more clear. Cause that just, cause I kept looking at the page over and over trying to figure out what the hell that was.
0: <laughs> yeah. Of course you're more focused on, unfortunately, uh, this, this little like little visual gag or this little visual scene took maybe may not took away, but distracted you from the dialogue that was going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit there.
0: Uh I was okay with it. I liked it because again, it just shows that Superman I think Morrison says this there, they're like, uh, even when he's Clark Kent, uh or in the Clark Kent Kent disguise, he's still Superman.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The gist of
0: like what what happened in like the dialogue is you know, he, because upon hearing, you know, as, as you said, you know, Quintum telling Superman that he'll be, uh, it'll, it'll soon be his death. Um, in this world, he's yet to tell Lois Lane his identity. So, well, <laughs> great. So we're dealing with that for like the third time we did, uh, Superman brainiac attacks. Then we did Doom Superman doomsday. And now we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Even though doomsday technically may have, has he said it to her yet? Has he not? And she knows, but she hasn't. It's okay. Anyway, it's it's muddy.
1: Yeah, but I do like the the the, the suddenness of it, and then seeing her drop groceries. I think that's I think that's well done.
0: Well, yeah, we'll we'll get to it because uh, even though I I liked that the actually I don't know if this is the page the same page as actually no this is from the next page because we know we're reading on Kindle I couldn't tell if this was the end uh with her with a gun you know superman in his laboratory i couldn't tell if that was like the end cover if that makes sense like the last page of the comic or if like no i guess because they would just have advertisements there so never mind
1: yeah no, that's yeah that's the cover for the next issue but for the way to end the first issue i think this is a good good spot for it he goes and tells her by doing the old like opens unbuttons his shirt and you know like stretches out yeah, and the image of the S under the shirt is my favorite from this first book. But look at those hands. I mean, that's that's some of the stuff I don't like with Frank Quiley. It's just, those are some ugly looking hands. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, I personally like this book for its art. I think it's a step up from um, Earth 2, personally, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, I, I think in some ways it, it is as well. I just think the the thing that I dislike the most about his art is his characters. And I feel like this one continues that that element. Fair enough. But I guess I guess jumping into episode two here. Yeah, we see uh, <laughs> this is kind of a weird image. We see uh, Clark. I guess he's going for a drive with uh, with with Lois here. But instead of driving on the ground, he's he's underneath the, the car, and he's he's pulling her along.
0: I mean, we saw this in the pilot to Superman the animated series. Did we? Oh, I don't remember. Although it was okay. Unfortunately. In in that he just like held the car from underneath, but in this he's holding it by the bumper or the yeah the front front bumper. But I'm like, can you just I don't know. I guess he's using his bioelectric field again. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, but we have this little exchange. He's taking her off to the uh, the Fortress of Solitude, and she's having a little bit of a hard time wrapping her head around this whole Clark Kent reveal. She she seems to believe that he's just lying. And that maybe Clark Kent had died or something and he's just pretending to have been Clark, but wasn't the whole time. Yeah, I think I think that's a it's a reasonable thing to think.
0: Yeah, they're uh, they're they're going with the she's not convinced, like because this is the like the end bit, like the end bit in the last issue. And this one is basically saying, like, listen, he is trying to convince her that he like Clark Kent is Superman and she's not having it like now we're actually giving people, you know, what they want of like oh come on it's so obvious that he's superman like how could anybody not see this uh, oh by the way episode yeah. 2 superman's forbidden room
1: yeah which could have a an ominous uh, note to it and we'll see if it does kind but it
0: starts that way
1: but this is i think the first time that we get the really explain that in this this continuity here there him and lois have already had a long relationship with the uh, superman not clark and yeah he's taken her to the fortress and he's got a new key for it. She asks, like, oh, whatever happened to your big golden key? And he's got this uh, this super heavy one, which I think is cool.
0: Didn't think it was secure enough. Good line.
1: Yeah. So he just leaves the, the key in for the front door, but no one can pick it up. I think that's, I think that's clever.
0: Made of super dense dwarf star mat- material and weighs half a million tons. So... Uh, I' pretty sure. Uh, oh wow, you almost caught me there. Uh, I think Captain Marvel, mayhaps Wonder Woman, maybe uh Martian Manhunter. I don't know about Aquaman. Probably could pick it up potentially.
1: Yeah, folks he trusts, and potentially some other folks that we might see later in this book. So we'll get back to that. I
0: have no idea how Batman would open that, but still, no <laughs> I, way. I feel like either Flash's form of trying to get into there well, one could he just like face through it and, and to green lantern potentially i could i could just see how or john or you know kyle or guy just all like trying to like they create this like complex this overly complex machine that lifts like half a million ton- tons tons mm-hmm.
1: yeah. i can yeah.
0: see it now it's kind of funny but anyway. anyways uh he opens the door and we see uh, a good old fortress of solitude uh, in all its glory and a uh, really good two-page spread there uh, and reminds me very much of Batman's cave with all his trophies
1: yes yeah and this I've never seen a fortress salt two that had this kind of thing going on but I was definitely thinking of the bat cave
0: especially since we have a giant penny uh, except that one usually is like 2 Face. this one looks like it's a giant joker penny
1: yeah and we got the the justice league like chess set over there i think that's fun uh
0: i don't know about that like potentially no because it's got i think that's brainiac behind superman or in front of superman excuse me we have perry white and we have jimmy bear we have lex Luthor there and we have lois lane and then we have uh batman there so i think that's an issue based off of superman in court i believe when he was like being tried or whatever it was i i don't know but yeah i don't see the justice league there yeah for some reason i'm
1: pretty sure they're mentioned for some reason i thought wonder woman was there and i thought that flame was supposed to be i thought it was green at first but i realized that it was just i was just mistaking my memories so but yeah no i do like the chest sit either way
0: we have what looks like a challenger shuttle uh i think i'm right on that i, I might be wrong on that and we have the titanic
1: Yeah, and all the Superman robots.
0: Uh, And obviously there's the Bottle City of Candor. I don't know what that sphere above, or at least nearby, where that chest set is. I don't know what that is supposed to be. Um, Yeah. But the Titan... Really? I feel like Aquaman would have an issue with that. Unless, like, Aquaman helped him get it out of there. Hmm. I feel like that's, like, prime real estate for Aquaman. But maybe not. He's like, ah, it's disturbing the ocean floor. Get it out of here. It's like, fair enough.
1: Well, moving away from... Yeah, moving away from that, we get... uh... This little bit, um, seeing her in the shower as, uh, as there's some little thought bubbles going on here is inner monologue, inner monologue. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, but (laughs) I was just going to move on, but basically she's still like
0: untrustworthy. She's just like, is, is all of this a joke? Like, is he, is, is is she's distrustful again? This is apparently a trope according to TV tropes. Uh, this is a trope back in the sixties where, Lois Lane would kind of always be like either like suspicious or just like she's not having it. I don't I don't know why. Maybe it was a thing of the times. I I have no idea. But this again, this is a callback and a uh, homage uh, to that. Yeah, and we get some uh, exploring, which I guess either okay. Wait, so she's been here, but he's. Wait, has she has she been here or is that like your take cuz he's showing her all this stuff off like she's never been here before. At least that's what I was taking that from.
1: Yeah, but I thought her yeah, I thought her early lines said that she had been there, but maybe not. Yeah, now I'm getting confused too.
0: Yeah, cuz I'm like I feel unless this was part of the unless he expanded this, like he added more rooms to the fortress of solitude since she was last here, and so he's showing her all this new stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. That's maybe there's an answer, but we like went over it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, we he he's just showing her around, you know, seeing some some weapons and some art and stuff, and then he shows her this this cryptic message that he got from the future, and yeah, that's another little piece of setup perhaps that we'll uh, look forward to later.
0: Well, kryptonite later, by the way, that's a setup, and then there's also this
1: cube yeah the cube's cool yeah yep.
0: um we have a star eater or sorry sun eater same thing i guess um which is also like metal as heck
1: yeah no that's pretty cool
0: basically he has a pet or is adopting or fostering this sun eater that's so cool and he has to create suns just to like feed it
1: yeah which i think is a great image yeah his little
0: that's awesome
1: little sun forge <laughs> Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff inside this, uh, the Fortress of Solitude here.
0: Yeah, a lot of set pieces, but they all are setups, not just you know a window dressing.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, but there's one room, this this red room here that he's, uh, yeah, he he tells her that she should stay out of, and it's got these creepy, like human diagrams on the wall. One of them looks like it could potentially be Lois, this nude uh, figure of her, and a Superman drone is in there, uh, taking a, or I guess. Are they Brainiac drones? Is that what they were? See,
0: I actually thought I was like, if these were like converted versions of like Brainiac uh, or like based off of Brainiac's chassis or or whatever, that's kind of cool. Like he, Mm. maybe some people might say that's sick that he repurposed Brainiac and he lobotomized him to like be a servant. So it's like, yeah, I hope (laughs) not. But I don't think they, they don't say that. But I was just like, oh, this would be a cool opportunity for it to be like a reformed Brainiac as like his pal almost.
1: Yeah, but another little setup here, we're, we're not really sure the reason at this point, but he, uh, as he's guiding Lois away from that room, he says to the robot that was there, to report for repair, Robot 7. So we'll see, uh, maybe he noticed something seemed a little bit wrong there for a moment.
0: Yes, potentially. Oh, and also, uh, not that red room. Uh, not 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 that red room, it's yep. this, this version's red room.
1: Yeah, not the red room that's currently featured on Star Trek Picard Season 3 either.
0: Uh Oh, wow, yeah, I see,
1: I didn't even know that. <laughs> Or the one from Tim Peaks, um, but <laughs> jeez, uh, but we uh, we cut over to the as you mentioned earlier really, the Titanic, which is yeah that's that's uh, interesting.
0: Fully repaired it seems because all the uh, all the smokestacks are there and everything inside looks yep. well refer. I, mean, I guess like and <laughs> instead of modeling ships, he like remodeled the entire uh, Titanic.
1: Yeah, which seems uh, potentially tasteless in some way Ooh. that he and Lois are having a nice dinner on the Titanic, this relic of the uh, yeah many lives lost.
0: Yeah, where's <laughs> James Cameron here to be like, I boycott this, Superman.
1: And he even seems proud of it. He's like, check it out. I, I've even got the actual menu from, from the Titanic, and I, I got the ingredients and stuff, and Lois just she doesn't seem all that impressed.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether he's just like trying to impress her with all this material wealth like i mean it's it's cool but obviously yeah she's not having a so it's weird because like both sides of like yeah superman why are you showing off your man cave basically
1: yeah especially a slightly creepy one a slightly morbid one (laughs) like the titanic
0: uh yeah no if yeah yeah i mean i i i'll I'll admit i didn't really think much of that where i was like oh it's the (laughs) titanic i just i was just like oh it's the titanic i didn't actually think about you know it's the titanic for a second of like how many lives were lost
1: yeah, <laughs> and he just brought it to his his cave, and he's like, "Oh, I'll fix it up." He's like, "Yeah, why not?"
0: <laughs> it's just, I, I'm bored. Like, I got I got an afternoon to myself. I might as well just go get the Titanic and bring it up. It's like you can't physically do that unless you have like magic, anyway.
1: Oh, but we see that Lois is still still not convinced. She still has her suspicions about how he could possibly be Clark Kent, and yeah, these suspicions we'll see start to start to really imprint in her mind. And a certain paranoid nature of mistrusting Superman starts to uh, take hold for some reason.
0: Yeah, I know, especially with like, I eat secrets for breakfast. But in all my years of trying to prove Clark was your disguise, did I uncover even one shred of solid evidence? Uh, The answer is no. It's like, wow. I mean, hey, that line is there. So it's like, wow, he did a good job. Of course he would. I guess in this continuity, (laughs) you know, secret identities matter and are still a thing.
1: Yeah, but as we see, yeah, as the, the issue goes forward, she starts thinking like, oh, he's got that creepy room, he's, he's apparently developing new powers, and he's had this mysterious part of himself that he's recently revealed, like all this stuff seems strange and new, like what could be wrong, is something wrong with him, and what's going on in that room, and why did he bring me here? And so yeah, a whole paranoia balloon just pops in her head.
0: Yeah. Paranoia just takes over, which I understand, especially since you're, you know, either in the North Pole or the South Pole, where wherever the fortress is in this continuity. So I understand the paranoia. Uh, it makes sense. And yeah, she's like, I feel, what, what, what is it? Right. Where is that?" Yeah, it's uh, basically he's, she's like, I fear that he's gonna, you know, do something to my body and then impregnate me and start like a whole new race of supermen. It's so, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, boy. God. I mean, fair enough.
1: Yeah, so she she decides that she needs to go back to that weapon room he showed her earlier and get a weapon to protect herself in case he yeah, tries to pull something creepy. So <laughs> Yeah, she
0: finds a piece, and she's going to pull a piece on him. Uh, in the meantime, we see that Superman is uh, by himself uh, to either his private quarters or to another room, uh, f- featuring the Mirror of Truth. I don't know if that's a Greek um, artifact or whatnot, or if he was gifted to him by Diana. But uh, with it, it basically reveals like the true self. Uh, you look into it and you see your reflection of like the true you, which I guess would be interesting to see all the superheroes go in front of this thing. And I'd like to see what Batman's uh, would be. But mm. in this one we put, we see, um, or this one panel we see uh, Ren put the glasses on. And in the reflection, it's literally just, you know, Superman with all the glasses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that image. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lois, as she's running to find a weapon, she also stumbles across this mirror room. And in there, she sees this strange form. It's a Superman with kind of a, maybe a little bit of a damaged cape. And he's, his whole head is wrapped. And he says he's the Superman, the unknown Superman of 450,000 AD. And he's got some, some terrible predictions of the future to come. Everything's doom and gloom for this guy. I mean, so that's another little bit of setup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what era, how bad the era is, but like, sure.
1: Well, if everything's even, she's like, "Oh, will Superman and I ever have children?" He's like, "The horrible answer is before you. Everything's horrible and negative for him."
0: I, yeah, it's like a like a pessimistic version of Bizarro almost.
1: Yeah, even the reception is poor. You know,
0: yeah <laughs> you know, I don't exactly have like the best bandwidth. Like you know, in the in the whatever century it was. <laughs>
1: She's like, "Oh my God, the bandwidth's fucked too." Oh, she really needs a weapon now. Protect that future from happening.
0: Forty-five thousand four hundred four thousand or four four thousand five hundred
1: eighty. Excuse me. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, she runs off. She gets that that weapon there, and then yeah, now that she's got the weapon, she starts thinking. You know, I guess her paranoia is a- accelerate even more now, and she starts thinking that she's got to act first. You know, just protect herself.
0: Oh, totally. And remember, she's an army brat, so she's you know her dad, uh, General uh, Sam Wayne, was you know a guy in the army, so he probably showed her some stuff. So before anybody says, okay, one, you could say, how come she's holding that? Like, does she know that it functions the same as any normal, like you know, handgun? Like whatever. Yeah. With that, (laughs) she doesn't even think about
1: that. Yeah. So I guess she assumes that he's in that that red room, and she she runs to it. And she's calling him, she's she's really freaking out. And as she's yelling, the door starts to open. And as he's walking out of the door, she blasts him. Yeah, unloads. Yeah, unloads the, the kryptonite laser. And he lets off a little ow. And he you know, he's you know his his powers have increased so much that he's pretty much immune to green kryptonite.
0: Yeah, It's one of those continuities where it's just like, Yeah, I ain't gonna work no more.
1: So I was real lucky for her, and he's he's real gracious about the whole thing, but I'm sure she's embarrassed and frazzled. And he explains that, what was it, that the robot, what happened here?
0: Uh, I left the lab door open while I was synthesizing some alien chemicals. Uh, that's right. Robot 7 had a data processing problem, it seems.
1: Yeah. And those chemicals, they got into the air, and that's what was making her so paranoid. It was just, yeah, she got a little bit poisoned.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, which which kind of sucks, and uh, I guess you know to show that Ryan Johnson stole the joke from, or stole this jo- stole the joke from uh, Last Jedi of you know we see that like we're looking in ship or object whatever land, and it's just like you know a straightening iron or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> he made her a nice little nice little birthday suit. The
0: uh, the the doomsday machine inside the red room just turns out to be a overly complex uh alien or maybe not alien but overly complex sewing machine
1: yeah and we won't we won't know what that that birthday suit what it entails but well yeah we end the issue with a happy birthday lois but what
0: <laughs> well i just like if you're if you see the next page it's like kind of spoils it but whatever
1: well yeah well you know we're on we're on issue episode two still yeah. until the end.
0: uh now we're on episode three sweet dream superwoman so it would seem that between issues 1 and 3 we've kind of just like it's a continuous Yeah, I guess it's a continuous story. Uh in a way, uh I think later on with these issues at all, kind of time will have passed because uh-huh. uh, we didn't they didn't give us a date of when he dies. We just know that like he's going to die. So the impending threat of well Superman's going to die is still upon us, but we don't know when. Like there's no like oh it's going to happen August 16th or, or whatever uh, and when he, he got exposed was like I don't know March 13th or, or whatever it is so we don't have that but anyway for this issue we open uh, obviously with some good panels personally um, or at least good mm-hmm. art. Uh, but we have this this little box that's red yellow and blue because of course but it's comic book I can forgive it which is fine I think I don't know why it's egregious and like stuff like Smallville or, or whatever, where, you know, the character's always wearing, you know, their, their primary colors or their, their, co- their superhero colors.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's fitting. It just does become glaring after noticing it every episode.
0: I guess so. That's, that's, that's fair. This is a little different though. Uh, so we we have the birthday. So it's today's, well, today's Lois's birthday celebration. So he's giving her a present and whatnot which we kind of saw in the last issue. We got a sneak preview. So if you know <laughs> if, if you were anxiously waiting for this back in the day or I guess if you still are waiting for this in the day uh, you know you could be at a comic book store and uh, or use comic book source somewhere and just hey they may have uh their backlogs they may have our long boxes they may have issues of this all-star superman and you're just like ah, i'm looking for that and you're like intentionally going week to week to get like each issue whenever they come out or whenever this i don't know <laughs> like how often this one came out if it was monthly or if it was weekly
1: i think it was monthly and i don't think it was regularly because it took them three years to finish this cycle so jeez
0: i mean given the art style i understand <laughs>
1: Yeah, but we discover that not only did he make her that little outfit that we saw in the previous issue, but it turns out that chemical he was mixing is a very particular type of chemical, and it's uh, yeah, it's quite surprising that he was able to put this together. But it's basically the ability to let Lois have a day of living like Superman. He's created a, a super superhero serum. So that's 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 interesting it's an interesting dynamic
0: yes for those who are like oh wow so this is where that injustice idea came from it's like yeah there you go the, the super pill i guess or this is the super serum excuse me
1: and we see we end the first uh page with lois taking a sip of that and then when we cut to the next page it's a big contrast as we see this big uh red reptilian beastie and a couple of his little foot soldiers in the back and yeah it's a. Uh, uh, the city's the city's under assault. What a perfect day for Lois to uh have a chance to live like Superman. Hey,
0: she said bring it on. I don't know if she was talking about the film series or just you know Murphy's law of like nothing bad will happen
1: right <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true yeah she should if she didn't say that nothing would happen
0: exactly there you go so you will this you you willed this there Lois Lane. this is on you I'm just kidding she didn't know uh, <laughs> so we see uh, above the daily planet. Uh, we see you know Steve up there. We see Cat and we see Jimmy. They're all looking on. And they're just like, and hey, what the hey? What what gives?" And they basically have exposition of as to like you know what they're. It's the Dinosaur Men, which I feel like is a thing, but it also just could be a Grant Morrison creation. I don't know. Either way, I like it. I don't know what you think.
1: Yeah, no, I think they look cool. I think the the way they talk. Would probably get a little bit old, but it for what they what they have here, I think it works well.
0: Yeah, it's just a you know standard invasion and <laughs> invasion of the week or the day, and and this is dinosaur men from like underground, which is
1: yeah really cool. Which, it's the underminers, <laughs> you could say
0: that, but I was thinking more of like so in the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know the '90s one. Yeah, was that was was it an another dimension or was it a was it under? Was it like legit underground, like under the earth?
1: Yeah, another dimension.
0: Okay, never mind. I was, I was, well, was kind of, I was, I was trying to tie it to that, but I guess not.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we see uh, Jimmy. He's he's like, oh no, troubles afoot. Let me pull up my super uh, decoder uh, watch, and I'll, I'll dial up Superman speed dial. So this was 2005, after all. Speed dial was all the rage.
0: I mean, better connections now with uh, dial up potentially. <laughs>
1: yeah better than in that future 400 4500 uh, 4,
0: AD they reverted back to dial up <laughs> goodness gracious those fiends
1: <laughs>
0: madmen what the heck jeez
1: Yeah, and we see superman kind of apologizing to lois like oh no you know it's supposed to be your birthday of course these these guys have to show up here but it shouldn't take too long but she's gung ho she she can't she can't wait to get into the fight so, so that's that's fun i think this is an ex- uh a nice little date for them. can to live like superman.
0: and just as they're about to, you know, engage with crawl here, the the I guess like leader or at least the leader of this like squad whatever whatever you want to call it, this invading force. Uh he gets tossed around not by Superman nor Lois, but by a new in- entity. A, a new person approaches.
1: Yep, yoho Superman. It's Samson.
0: And yes, that Samson as in biblical Samson. <laughs>
1: Yeah, long hair.
0: With his luscious locks.
1: Yeah, maybe Superman will pull out a pair of scissors and snip him off, because they've got a contentious little relationship here, these two guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially when he throws, he, like, huts and or yeets crawl into the exosphere.
1: Yeah, he even screws up a satellite on his way out, this guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 was it? Uh, I, was gonna hope, I was hoping it was a Luthor satellite, but it's not. <laughs>
1: Maybe it's even the International Space Station could be.
0: Oh, that's not. Oh, wow. wow. Well, that's going to cause some problems. Hope yeah. Superman can go fix that after uh, he just realized that his lungs just burst. It's like, oh, that's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe our Canadian brother. I don't know if he was up there in 2005. That guy who was living up in the International Space Station. Maybe he's going to go sprung to her. No. Oh, Chris Hadfield? Chris Hadfield. There you go.
0: Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't remember what his uh, tenure was when he was up there. I
1: can't remember either.
0: <laughs> i have this book i still haven't read it yet but like uh maybe we'll, we'll save if...
1: <laughs> but samson he's pretty proud he's like ah oh, he's not gonna be bothering uh, metropolis again but who's this beautiful vixen here who's this this gorgeous lady and so he he saunters over and yeah that begins a big plot for this issue here
0: hey there delilah don't i don't remember the lyrics after that but
1: <laughs> me neither <laughs> but yeah bye yahweh I fought the good fight across three galaxies in countless centuries, but I've never met a woman like you, Lois Lane. So
0: Is that I feel like are you still using the Lord's name in vain in that in that sense?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But no, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, fair enough. And as he says that and whatnot, he's, you know, being trying to be as sincere. He also would state that his fellow strongmen would also agree.
1: Ah yes, Atlas. Yeah, this is uh yeah, I don't really know him in the DC um, canon. I don't know what his role is, but I was surprised to see him here.
0: Yeah, we really haven't even seen like Hercules in the MCU yet, which is funny enough because he is a contentious player inside, you know, Marvel Comics as you know as Thor. So basically, think of think of uh, Samson and Atlas as like I'm not saying they're knockoff versions because they obviously are their own characters, but they're kind of like the knockoff versions of Thor and uh, Her- Hercules or Heracles, excuse me, even though. Thor is technically also in DC Comics, but it's a different Thor. Yeah,
1: except these two are are massive hound dogs and they're both, you know, trailing after Lois here. The first thing he says when he shows up, too, is commenting on how alluring she is in her clinging garment. And she looks a little, like, pleased by the attention, but at the same time uncomfortable. So, So we'll see how that develops as well as we go along.
0: Yes, and so Superman return. even though Atlas takes care of the rest of the Dinosaur Men, uh, we see Superman come back down with Crawl. hopefully as long as didn't completely collapse. Hopefully. Um, and, uh, yeah, brings down, and he's just like, I should have known it was also you, Atlas. Hmm. And so basically, you know, they talk, they talk, they talk, and we see that they have this <laughs> cool, nifty, something out of the, the Ghostbusters TV show, Time Machine.
1: Yeah i didn't think that was funny I, I like the look of it
0: except there's no traveling ape with them which literally would have made it ghostbusters but not <laughs> <a relationship. laughs>
1: yeah that's fun but yeah they they propose a challenge for superman and they all are gonna it's all about winning lois's uh time for a date they all have to perform super feats
0: of course. Although they they do this of course uh when they uh, they say this when they go uh down to the uh dinosaur men uh layer, I believe. Uh whatever. In the center of the earth, which is hilarious. So, i um, yeah. to um uh, Jules Verne there. Uh, or wait, was it H.G. Wells? No, I think it was Jules Verne, right?
1: Uh yeah, Jules Verne. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, and so we 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 see Superman interact with either the leader or one of the you know guys in charge there. And he seems like a decent fellow. He was like the subterranea Sorai. Try saying that like ten times fast. Um, yeah, they admire him. That's that's pretty good. He's got he's got good relations with them, which is which is nice. So this was just like a splinter faction of them. So obviously not all dinosaur men are evil. Uh, it's just you know one pack. It's like dinosaur lives matter. Oops.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but as Superman's dealing with those diplomatic relations, Samson's focused on trying to get to another type of relation with uh, Lois Lane as he's presenting her with this jewel that he gets. I, he pulled out of his hair. I'm not sure where he had that.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. Stored on his body. That or he had it in his like, time machine. I have, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> and it's the radioactive crown jewels that he borrowed from the Ultra Sphinx. So, uh, yeah. they're A little more, little hint to his time traveling and giving her a very impressive uh, radioactive necklace. So that's uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, 238 uranium. That's, uh, yeah, that would, that would really mess with her if she was, you know, not super proofed right now. But uh, thankfully, super drugs uh, uh, cured that disease or well, are, are keeping them away from making her uh, vulnerable or making her vulnerable, excuse me. Um, but yes, this is where, as you mentioned, they have uh, this challenge. These, these two hound dogs, as you said, the they, they can't... And they can't keep it in their heads or whatnot. They, they want to, they want to woo this woman. Uh, even though they want to take her from Superman. Now they're going to have to like, maybe they like made an agreement. They're just like, it's packed. They're just like, uh, we'll take turns. It's like, Oh
1: my, first we'll knock out Superman. Then we'll knock out each other. Smart. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But as they're being the, yeah, the hound dogs on her tail, Superman comes over and he, he just asks if he can kind of, if they can excuse themselves so we can have a talk with Lois. And he's, He's a little bit hurt and baffled by her flirting with the, the two of them. A little bit of the jealous type. And yeah, Lois, she's kind of like, oh, it's just my birthday. I want to have some fun. But she also mentions uh, that she might be teaching him a lesson after his whole, what she terms as creepy, uh, impersonation of Clark Kent. So that's clearly still digging into her a little bit. She's not liking that revelation.
0: Yeah, even though, again, Superman is being honest. It's like, that's... All- I was not impersonating him that he is me, but just another side of me in a way.
1: Yeah. And but she she says that she's just doing this for fun because she knows that he's going to win any contests that they can come up with. But as they're walking off to whatever contest that might be, Superman kind of taps on Samson's shoulder and it's like, hey, you know, stay away from my girl. I don't like this kind of behavior here. And that's when Samson shows that he's a real asshole when he says, I'm also a time traveler, Superman and pulls out a newspaper signaling the death of superman so, so that's pretty pretty callous
0: geez even the comic is telling us to review that book it's like all right hang on we'll get to it eventually come on now
1: yeah we'll get there we're saving it for the end
0: yeah come <laughs> on that's the that's the easiest way to even though this is kind of like you know well there is a death of superman in this i guess <laughs>
1: oh there yeah could, could be could, i guess hey no spoilers yeah. Could
0: be. yeah could be uh yeah, yeah keep continue to find out as we as we talk by the way can i just say like that little panel where it's just like the two the the two goons are like or the two meatheads are just like did you see the way she looked at my belt buckle ha but mine is bigger yeah <laughs> it's typical jock and their giga chad humor
1: i like the voice you put for him there
0: let's <laughs> imagine if i did it played it just straight
1: yeah, Samson's. He's even commenting that soon Lois gonna need a shoulder to cry on, and he's got some big, burly shoulders for. Her. So, so pretty cruel, this guy, man.
0: Yeah, indeed, and also so some seeds where he states about was. Oh, and also, also funny is that you know he doesn't want uh, Superman's just like we gotta make this quick or whatnot. I'm on schedule here. I gotta be in. Uh, what what is that? I gotta be at Poseidon's at like three thirty mid Pacific time, which. Uh, that's, that's kind of funny. That's the kind of dialogue I like from Grant Morrison. Well, he'll just like, or they'll, excuse me, uh, they'll just throw in like these offlines or whatever, even though spoilers, we don't go to see Poseidon's, but like, we, <laughs> I just love that kind of stuff where it's just like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. It's like, that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Of course they are. And um, Samson mentions about how uh, before he dies, he mentions that there'll be 12 feats, similar to Heracles, as I mentioned earlier. There's 12 feats that Superman performs. Um, and it challenges or whatnot 12 super challenges but i same thing um where it's like you escaped life uh or you created life sorry you escaped from uh the underverse uh you overthrew a tyrannical sun and you answered the unanswerable question so that's four uh yeah and we can obviously keep track as is 12 issues so i guess the first one is he rescued quintum from uh the sun i suppose uh i don't know and um yeah uh yeah
1: we'll get into this i am confused by the numbering well yeah i wasn't sure if that was part of it yeah we'll kind of end
0: that and i guess too he created a super formula for lois nah i
1: I don't think that's part of it but okay fair enough maybe we'll tie them up at the end but
0: uh but speaking of lois she's admiring her uh uranium or 238 uranium uh necklace there uh, as it starts yep. glowing, and uh, Atlas he's kind of seeming a little uh, nervous. He's yep. like, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's uh, there's this monster that has found us, and uh, she, the bright light flow uh, flashes out, and uh, we see
1: the Ultra Sphinx. Yep, they they forgot to mention that he's been hunting them to get back this necklace that they stole. They don't say steal quite yet, and yeah, now that it's around Lois's neck, that's the target for the Ultra Sphinx to attack. And so yeah, Superman has to jump to to jump to the rescue. He's pretty pissed off at these two buffoons for for their actions and putting Lois at risk like this. And they're like, "Don't worry, Superman. Uh, the two of us will stand by your side. We'll we'll fight this guy." But Superman he, he thinks there might be another way around it, which I quite like.
0: Of course, but he's also very very uh, very. Uh... Not happy with them. In fact, threatening with, first off, threatening the red eyes and then also threatening them to put him in the Phantom Zone. It's like, oh boy, he's, yeah, he's, he's mean, serious business.
1: Yeah. And fair enough. But I do like the, the, the image of this Super Sphinx or Ultra Sphinx. Ultra Sphinx. Yeah. I think the eyes are quite cool and the overall design, I think, is, is fun.
0: I love the little, uh, what do you call, it? I like the little, uh, I, I like the speech bubble or the text bubbles, by the way, where kind of, yeah uh just you know it's it's like one word or one or two words and then it like goes to the next one i think that's a cool unique way of like it talking uh different at least when it comes to like the the comic book medium um and it uh, it has put lois in a quantum uncertainty she's neither dead nor alive very schrodinger's cat kind of situation uh and he must answer the unanswerable question as samson just mentioned earlier and that is uh, as, as Caleb said, this is his uh, third option uh, to get, not get out of jail, but like to uh, give Lois uh, her freedom from this entanglement uh, is the classic age old question, which I guess, you know, many people hadn't thought of and put this, put it back in the zeitgeist from this, uh, which is what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable
1: object? Yeah, and I like Superman's answer of, of uh, they surrender. I think that was a, a, a clever workaround response. Acceptable. Yep. Yeah, so first super feet or a super challenge, which is making me think a challenge of the super friends, by the way,
0: which they're in a, you know, center of the world or center of the earth, which may or may not have a lot of So you never know.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first one ticked off. Check. As far as we can. Yeah. As far as we can tell so far.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the Ultra Sphinx takes its, you know, what was rightfully its uh, 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 item and uh, yeah, just leaves <sighs> just like peace. And then Lois is free and alive and not dead.
1: And and Superman rightfully is just kind of like, OK, we're going to go off on our date now. You two fools got us stuck in this situation. But they're pissed off. They're like, hey, I thought we agreed we were going to have some sort of super challenge here. You're not going to get out of that. That wasn't a, a strength challenge. And I guess Superman, just because he's pissed off enough, agrees that he's gonna, you know, give them an arm wrestling match. So I don't know why he just didn't ditch them. I think it would have been fair to do that, but I guess he wanted to potentially uh, fuck the two of them up with an arm wrestling match here, as we see. I
0: mean, fair enough. I, 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 again, he's probably this is him in his, I guess, like reasonable state where he's not putting them in the Phantom Zone. He's not showing red eyes. <laughs> he's just got that mean mug face of just like. Look at the, like, nonsense that you just put her through. It's like, how could you? So he's like, fine. I don't know if this is him, like, being, like, toxic masculinity, but, like... A smidge. Or just a smidge, but, like, he is also playing their game, so... uh, It's quantum uncertainty, I guess.
1: And we see he takes them both on at the same time. And at least for Samson, he winds up with a broken arm.
0: Oh, yeah, it's nasty.
1: Yeah, and even uh, this this part I actually think is unfortunate of Superman, but they go to this little, tiny little volcanic island, and in the the course of this arm wrestling match, the island's pretty much wiped out and destroyed. So
0: yeah, thank goodness uh, uh, Lois Lane had powers for a bit because that chunk of rock like probably would have uh, well killed her if she not had she not been you know thick skulled.
1: Yeah, what's this, uh, what's this news headline here, by the way? Greek Hero Atlas at Lois Party, Atlas Scores. <laughs> I was like, ah. I
0: guess both his arms went, which is interesting, because he only uses one, but I guess hes I don't know, I have no idea. But, like, I, I don't know, maybe, like, Lois wrote that. I mean, yeah, I don't see who wrote that, but I guess it could be Lois Lane. I don't know. I
1: just wonder what they mean by he scores. Is it because of the smiling... A busty nurse right by him? <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yes. I'm just going to say that because there's no no other like signs of, you know, where his scores are. So I'll go with that. Uh, I was incorrect. I was incorrect. We do see like Poseidon's, I guess Atlantis. I don't know. We see an underwater city. So I was wrong. I, I, fr- yeah. we, I just meant we didn't go to that. Under- okay, we do. But we see them coming from the underwater city. Excuse me.
1: And we see the end of their date and Superman says there's something he's wanted to do ever since they first met. And we get a big spread, I guess, I don't know if it'd be two page spread or, but just of the two of them kissing on the moon with the earth in the background, which is a beautiful image there. Yeah. Great piece of work by Frank quietly.
0: Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. You don't say.
1: Yeah. Hey, I said he's done this and earth too. He had moments of some great art. There you go. Just I don't care for the character designs.
0: I Yeah, I, I love this image. This is a wonderful image. Um, yeah. I think it's instantly, like, uh, iconic.
1: Yeah, but after that, we see as the the powers begin to wear off. I like her line of, I can't smell the trees in Canada anymore. And she can't see, see the gorgeous uh, radio waves all around them. I think those are nice little insights to the powers of Superman.
0: Yeah, it's more like Pose to... Uh, lather us with like you know how uh, what he sees and what he goes through daily or not even daily but every second with these powers
1: yeah, and she's still going on about his uh, how he does such a great Clark Kent Im- impression and he, he at this point he, he's just done with this this line of discussion he's he's trying to move past it and he's he says that he has another thing he's been mean to ask her which uh, yeah he doesn't get to because she falls asleep but yeah, maybe we'll get back to that a little bit later.
0: Uh, Well, there's actually two things he was going to... Well, okay, one, he's going to ask her something, he's going to tell her something. And the first one was, well, yeah, I guess we'll get to that potentially. I don't actually think we will, but like the second one was obviously he wants to tell her that he's going to die. Mm. Which kind of makes the first one a little bit like, all right, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot or shooting her in the foot through all this. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, I think, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I feel like this is a similar set, or at least I, th- I think this is her apartment i think this is a similar set to the uh set from superman uh or donner film excuse me
1: yeah i could see that i could see that Oh, but we see him put her to bed and then we jump back over into to episode four the superman slash jimmy olsen war
0: um and we just see that superman's dead oh great <laughs> the arley to peace song again uh just being uh what do you call it like repeated over and over again but just just to like ham it like like hammer it in there um but yes yeah, so we get yeah as you said uh so we open with uh one some good well good pages but we open with uh lucy lane she's uh she's in jimmy's apartment
1: yep and she's commenting about how he's been named the uh, uh was it the the second best oh the the worst dressed man in metropolis for the second year running that's what it was <laughs> Oof. it's a poor jimmy
0: best yeah best leo quinton uh or quintum excuse me and Wait, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, worst dress. There we go. Yeah, I see I was I I also got confused.
1: Yeah, best and worst. Yeah, and poor Jimmy, he was wearing some sort of medieval outfit and just happened to be snapped up in a picture and yeah, that's what they're using against him. Oof. Probably some sort of rival in the the, the planet decide to uh knock him down a peg or two. Yeah,
0: probably Steve. Who 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 knows? Uh, I will say I like what uh <laughs> I like the attire that Lucy's wearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, in this continuity, it does not seem like she is blind. As uh, that's a thing with Lucy sometimes, but in this version, no, she is clearly uh, able to see. Yeah,
1: and she's going off on some other date, and Jimmy's in there, and he's uh, he's getting dressed for some other sort of date.
0: Uh, do you want to talk about it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what. I actually don't know what he's getting dressed like this for.
0: Uh, yeah, I hope it's nothing. Suggest I don't know what. Uh, quietly was doing here but like
1: he may have been doing some undercover work I don't know
0: Yeah, probably it's like it's like Lois in the uh, first in the pilot for Superman or Clark Lois and Clark excuse me where she had that like fake mustache and beard and dressed as a man
1: yeah but then we see as we cut over back to the Daily Planet Perry White's just raving about Jimmy he's like I gotta hand it to you You know half the guys in the country I hate you the other half want to be you and then the other half wants to date you (laughs) so that's that's a lot of halves I don't know where uh, I don't know how he's working out that equation but
0: Uh, that'd be thirds if he's like uh, anyways
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Jimmy he's off to a a really big project this time I guess he's he's such a well-known reporter he's such a celebrity that he gets to be the kind of leader of this of the the Quintum project for a day which seems like a lot of power just to put in this one little reporter's hand here, but that's the, the core of this, this issue.
0: So apparently he has this either, uh, what do you call it? I have kind of forgotten how these things work, but he has his own like page, not, not page. But he has this like, is it an article? I, f- I forget what they're called in, in newspapers.
1: A column. I think. Thank
0: you. He has a column. Thank you. He has, a, he has his own column that he does either weekly or, well, yeah, every Sunday he says, so this is a Sunday uh, talking about like, I was America's sweetheart for a day. So it's basically like I was X for a day. So mm-hmm. in this, he's basically uh, being Leo Quintum for a day, which even says, and yeah, there's columns. I should have seen that. Oops, I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, I love your columns for a day or your four day columns. There you go. Uh, that is Liam Quintum saying that, or Leo Quintum t- saying that, excuse me. So even he's a fan.
1: Yeah. Cause Quintum, well, well, Jimmy's taking charge, he's going off to some sort of exploration. In uh i wasn't exactly sure where he was going but maybe i just can't remember some sort of uh like light species world <laughs> i think
0: the electrokind are tungsten gas life forms uh with a brittle mm. uh glass exoskeleton
1: <laughs> yeah so i guess he's going off to either help them with something or just do some bl- diplomatic uh work but either way jimmy's left with the the keys to the castle here
0: yeah he's basically number 2 which I feel like some of the other people down there might be a little more qualified to do that. But I guess given this for a day, maybe Leo wrote in just like, Hey, I'm just happening to go to this, you know, place uh, for a day or so, or I'll be away for a bit. So it's a perfect opportunity to get Jimmy in here and uh, do his thing (laughs) and, uh, you know, kind of observe and report what I do.
1: And we see that he also uses his little Superman watch to record his thoughts and his notes for his columns. So that's fun. In the
0: in the in the in the last issue, we had we didn't really see it obviously, but we had Lois be superpower for like twenty-four hours. Now we're seeing Jimmy here uh be in charge of uh Quintum's projects uh for twenty-four hours. I think that's just a cool contrast there.
1: Yeah, and we see them giving giving him a little tour of the the project site, and they're they're maybe showing him the stuff that's been pre-approved, so it's not even though he's in otherwise uh, the de facto leader for the day, you know they're not just letting him do whatever the hell he wants necessarily.
0: Yeah, he's not like approve approve this, approve that. He's just more like supervising.
1: Yeah, I'm approving Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's uh, face on Mount Rushmore and you know that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, great! He's put- he's putting his like star on the Walk of Fame.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the- he does as they come along the tour come across this this door, another red room that says, do not open until Doomsday. And he's getting real intrigued. He's like, okay, let's maybe take a couple peeks in here, see what we got uh, hidden. And whoever this little uh, secretary-type person is, is quickly trying to shoo him away from there.
0: Uh, That is Agatha, one of uh, Quintum's assistants. I guess her, I guess his, like, assistant or or whatever is number two. Um, Again, funny. Just, again, contrasting. I didn't even realize this until now. Like, I didn't think of this until like, out loud. Uh, Saying this out loud, I realized that um, Jimmy has the keys to the fortress, as you just said. I was just like, wait a minute. Superman took Lois two issues ago. I did, I said last issue. I meant two issues ago. Sorry, this is episode four. But in, episode, in issue two, he took her uh, and showed her around uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Now we kind of see Quintum's version of his like Fortress of Solitude. Although technically it's mm-hmm. his laboratory. So <laughs> yeah. it's basically like Dexter's laboratory, but like Dexter's giving him permission to like go in there, which is a bit funny. But yeah, in, th- in this, it's like mm-hmm. he's not... He's never really exacerbated, exacerbated, excuse me, as Lois was and not getting paranoid, which is pretty cool. Cause there's a lot of stuff that happens to him. Just, you know, like he was Mr. Um, Magoo. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> um, but he, he, still has that happy go lucky attitude, but yes, you're right. I guess that he tries to, you know, push it. It's like, let's not go to this like red room again. Just like, you know, Lois just like, don't go in the red room. Lois. It's like, Oh geez, I wonder what's behind that door.
1: Yeah, but Jimmy, he, he keeps trying to because he thinks it'd be great for his article. But then they move on to somewhere else that has a great little piffy title that he might be able to use. And it's the Underverse. Hmm, I feel like we've heard that before recently.
0: Yes, I don't know where, but it's, it, it, it falls, it's, it, you heard it through the grapevine.
1: And it's a world, it's kind of a basement to uh, the rest of the known universe where it's uh, filled with super gravity. And it's this, yeah, mysterious, interesting little place here. Yes, no. And I like the uh, I like the room that it's in. It's very crisp. It's kind of a pink image. And they have this giant... I don't know what this is. Like some sort of cylindrical object or something. I took it as like the gateway to the Underverse, potentially.
0: Like a portal almost. Yeah, a portal. Which is kind of funny that it's like facing down. Which makes sense, I guess. Since the Underverse, well, is under us. But now I'm just like, okay, if there's... Underverse is there the oververse or are we the oververse?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, but as we see that this uh, this room was designed by the the empire, as there's no railings on this little walkway that they walk onto.
0: One of these days they'll get it right.
1: And bad as bad luck would have it, this guy who's I guess they just do some sort of scanning or, or moving things around in the, the underverse trying to find. I don't know what
0: <laughs> something.
1: Uh, in this case, this guy has a
0: crane, and he's trying to like he, he found something like kind of like fishing or whatever. And they use their scanners to like pick up detect stuff, and they're like, "Oh, we found something. We 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 got a hold of something." But unfortunately, uh, it's really like dense, like super dense.
1: Yep, yeah, and it overloads his equipment and pulls pulls the whole structure down. <laughs> and so I'm sure that that poor guy who is operating that is dead. And as Jimmy is is falling in. Uh, soon to be you know enveloped by the underverse he quickly hits his his super decoder uh watch again (laughs) and given the call for superman and i what do you think about this reference to this this whole uh this whole gypsy curse a little bit of a slur there thrown around (laughs)
0: yeah yeah no i think did he mention that earlier to lucy or he did that's what it was yeah uh (laughs) i mean gypsies are a little more you know relevant over in like europe so i guess uh
1: romani folks yeah yes
0: yeah so i I assume that maybe grant has met some romani people uh potentially but even then i'm like yeah i
1: don't know know if that yeah well it was 2005 or 6 at this time they didn't that wasn't really widespread that it was a slur at least not in north america
0: yeah uh, certainly yeah especially we would kind of be the last one since i mean while we do have some people of romani descent here uh it's very very, very small percentage though. so like yeah we probably wouldn't have yeah. done that and so that's ignorant on us we apologize
1: i can't i can't remember if grant morrison is from the uk oh he's from scotland okay so he he might have been or maybe could have been aware about, but anyway maybe we'll just skip past
0: should have because there are romani people in the UK.
1: Yeah, and they're a well-known, uh, underprivileged and abused uh, culture. So but.
0: many, many centuries they have. I mean, for pit sake, they were yeah. in like the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which wasn't real. Yeah, sorry.
1: But either way, we see we cut back to the planet and Perry White. Oh, he's laying the laying the praise into Clark now. Maybe that's just Perry's uh, method in this, this continuity. He's just real.
0: Yeah, it's so weird, right? Because he's like giving. Yeah, he hasn't really done anything to like. He, he was only yelling at his crew to like, you know, talk about Luthor because it's Luthor for good sake. Yeah. But He was singing the praises of Jimmy. He's singing the praises of Clark, which is yeah, just kind of odd for Perry, but I, I guess it's welcome for for us, and for Clark.
1: Yeah, but Clark unfortunately hears the sound of the uh, even seems bored by the praise, which I think is funny. Yep. But he can't stick around to hear it for long because he hears the the watch from Jimmy. And he takes off to the skies to go save him.
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, but we're also sowing seeds as well. There's. Uh, they're talking about he as he runs out because he left his oven on. Uh, oh, that's not good. Um, he just remember that. Uh, he'll. He he mentioned. He briefly says, uh, "I'll get you that Luthor interview by Friday."
1: Mm, yeah, they make sure to highlight that too. Yeah, bold.
0: And he actually. even says, "Oh my what." <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um yeah, then we see Superman arrive and the the platform that was holding Jimmy. I don't know. It, I guess Jimmy managed to recover. He's okay. But Superman is trying to save the the guy who fell in. It looks like.
0: Yeah, he's trying to like recover all the debris that had fallen from you know this 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 pull from this this underverse like super gravity. Oh wait, maybe that's where uh, King Ghidorah is. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but it looks like, I don't know if he saves the guy or not. I kind of hope he did, but it looks like he pulls something up that, uh, shouldn't have been there, unfortunately, or is, uh, yeah, he pulls something from the underverse, Excuse me. That's not, uh, that's certainly alien to this universe.
1: Yeah. Some black kryptonite, which, uh, which is interesting. It's a brand new isotope that they'd never seen before and could potentially have some, some negative effects on Superman, but he doesn't seem to think so at first, at least.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, he says in the in the previous when he's lifting it up, it's like strange. I felt a little faint from uh, for a moment there, Jimmy. Uh, And it's yeah, he also says unfortunately, I'm afraid I couldn't save the worker who fell in there, Mm. Uh, but I will at least bring back what he discovered. So it's like fair enough. And um, well, you know, we have another colored kryptonite. Yep, and you know what that means. I think Caleb's seen this in their. I think Smallville's probably done this before and where did Smallville get this from the sixties? Cause of course they had multicolors of kryptonite yep. all the time and wasn't, was there other kryptonite colors in, uh, in the Donner, Richard Donner films like in two or is that just me?
1: I don't remember okay. any, but it's been a few years. It's been like 2015 since I last watched them. So uh, there you go. So, so like eight years so ago. There you
0: go. Wow. So of course, even though he's immune to green kryptonite as of his, you know, uh, his, his, his burst of, uh, his exposure to the sun, excuse me. Uh, it seems that this black kryptonite, you know, hailing from a different universe, uh, is, uh, giving him some, uh, well, mood changes.
1: Yep. It makes him bad. And he's starting to think that that may that's maybe a good thing. He starts kind of bitching out Jimmy a little bit. Stop, you know, always calling me with your stupid little watch. Maybe give me that watch back. You know, he's starting to yeah become a little bit of an asshole
0: yeah he's getting he's getting mad he's being the uh injustice superman the super the justice lord superman uh whatever that episode of uh superman the animated series was where he also turns bad uh you know you know it's bad superman run
1: and so he takes off out of the facility and jimmy he kind of rallies the troops like okay you know i'm in charge here clearly (laughs) from even though maybe they should switch who's in charge in this sort of emergency but they leave him in charge and he he kind of finds out what can we do to stop this and we discover that superman helped create three different anti-superman weapons um, first one was uh, a kryptonite powered weapon that's no longer effective and the second one was uh, a phantom zone cannon so that's that's a spooky one
0: Yes, as he mentioned as Superman mentioned uh in the previous issue with Samson and Atlas he would send them to the Phantom Zone. uh maybe that was just a threat, but it, it, with Lois, he probably meant it but um there's a third option of course uh, mm. and we also see uh in the in the background or in some other panels, we see that all those uh, uh engineered soldiers or or human beings or beings excuse me humanoids uh, get released to. At least slow down Superman, because uh, especially with his, you know, power, there's no way uh, they could even, like, slow him down. Yep. But Jimmy determines that the third, sorry, that determines that the third option was Doomsday.
1: Yeah, before we can get a, a confirmation, we have to cut back to Metropolis right around the, the Daily Planet and Superman. He's on a rampage. He's, he's he blew up the little globe on top of the building. He's fucking up cars and just in general, you know, being a big kind of a rampaging villain for, for no real reason, really, just that he hates human human society, I guess now. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: weird that he doesn't like go through the earth because I feel like he could. But he's talking about Lois Lane here and he's, he's kind of got broken speech patterns as well. Yeah. Even his like speech bubble is inverted. So now instead of it being a white balloon with uh, black text, it's now a black balloon with white text.
1: Yeah. And he's getting all, yeah, he, he's getting all dumb sounding. He almost sounds like someone from Bizarro world a little bit, just not uh, reversing stuff. Hmm,
0: Bizarro world you say. Eh?
1: And Jimmy's got this little sci-fi gun and he's like, I can't let you embarrass yourself like this uh, Superman. And they, a little fight ensues between the two of them.
0: Yeah, sort of. I mean, Jimmy does his best to like, I guess, monologue enough or keep Superman monologuing. Uh, He blasts, uh, or Superman blasts his heat beams, uh, heat vision at him, but he uses the super watch to reflect the beams back at him. Uh, Thank goodness it's indestructible or at least, you know, uh, durable enough to withstand and reflect his heat vision. Uh, And it stupefies Superman just for a brief second. Uh, but it's not a futuristic, uh, gun. It's more of a really fancy looking syringe that, uh, injects a serum, a formula into Jimmy and we becomes doomsday or doomsday Jimmy or, uh, whatever you want to call him.
1: Yep. Yeah. The doomsday serum and this, yeah, superpowers him and he takes the fight to Superman and now Superman, is getting real pathetic and getting real sad. Really, it's, it's this is. I feel bad for him because he becomes so simple minded, and he's like, "Me get weaker, me am die now." And I was like, "Oh, poor, poor dumb Superman."
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like, um, what is it? Oh, the Superman, uh, the the two sides of Superman, or the split through Superman and Superman three, right? Well, I guess I could see some of that a little bit. Yeah. Sort of, not really. Uh, meanwhile, Agatha's back in, uh, on the moon uh, with, uh, I guess, having a direct line to the president of the United States, uh, where they will fire this. Yeah. Here, what is it? The uh, the uh, fa- uh, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom
1: Zone. Zone gun. There you go. But thankfully, they won't need to do it because Superman just keeps. I don't know. I guess maybe it's like a come down from the high of the black kryptonite. It maybe. Is that what's going on?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, basically. I think either like the exposure ends uh, when he faints or exerts his power or whatever Jimmy did or Doomsday Jimmy did to him with the Doomsday's heat vision, like must've mm. done something to him, like knocked him out or whatever. But he wakes up fine or, well, I mean, it wake up fine, but he just like goes to sleep. I guess, yeah, he just falls asleep, but instead he thinks he dies. So that person, that black kryptonite Superman dies and then, you know, normal Superman wakes up.
1: Yeah. And they, they seal away the black kryptonite in a lead line gravity box. So we'll see if that comes in handy a little bit later on. Uh, But yeah, right, right before they're picked up, Jimmy, these two, I guess they're, uh, what were they? The producers of this, this play Frankenstein ice that they mentioned earlier that Lucy was going to, and they're like, we got some tickets for you. You know, we just saw you save Superman and save our lives. Uh, please have these tickets, Jimmy, you know, you're the, you're a hero. Except
0: see, they didn't realize that Jimmy was doomsday. They just said, thank you for saving Superman from that horrible monster.
1: Yeah. Even though Jimmy still looks like doomsday, just a much smaller version. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's actually funny because in a way like Jimmy shows like, like Superman comes down from the sky and he like slams into the daily planets, you know, globe uh while well, he picks up a car and trashes it though the person probably gets away um people might be suspicious of that but technically unless they saw jimmy they, they pretty much saw him fight doomsday yeah and kind of end in a draw because <laughs> superman goes to sleep but then doomsday's gone so like the serum didn't last that long which was impressive i guess yeah as agatha mentioned
1: yeah but as we come to wrap up this this jimmy plot a little bit here we see that egg uh, that's coming to him like hey you know you know this how, how am i going to explain this to the boss when he gets back because you used up an entire annual budget in just this one day and jimmy's like hey don't worry about that you know i well i was uh, having some downtime i went through all the bank accounts here and i know that you guys have unlimited resources so so we can just tidy this up real quick, and actually, I've got some other ideas too. What to do with this money?
0: <laughs> there's uh there's an infinity. What, what was it? I checked the secret pro- project bank account in Zurich. There was an infinity sign in the credit column. You can't know that. Yeah. No uh, what was it? yeah. No firewall. No firewall is olsen proved. <laughs> God, I love him for that. Also, weirdly, in this panel, he kind of looks like Shaggy for some reason with the like.
1: I could see it—the green uh, and
0: crimson. Yeah, the crimson hair, or sorry, his red hair and the green. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So with his a few more minutes left, he he deals with something secret. But early on in that that same page, we also find out that he can't actually publish a lot of this stuff. So so he he he's just gonna have to have a more whitewashed version of the day in his column.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. No, like <laughs> uh, maybe he'll have to make it up as as he goes or whatever.
1: Yeah, and to make it up, we return and we see that Lucy's there and. Did she end up not going for her date? Yeah, that's right.
0: Uh, let's see. What happened with Rock Hansen. Uh, he was arrested for selling mind-bending Mars rock on eBay. Interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a weirdly structured sentence there.
0: Yeah, uh, even I said that weirdly. But yeah. there is also the fact that uh, I hope Jimmy didn't do anything to plant evidence in there or
1: else it's like, come on, Jimmy, don't be a scumbag. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Wow. I don't
0: remember if there was any setup for that, by the way. I don't know if he said like, Hey, send this like rock to this guy or what? I, I don't think so. I hope not. Yeah.
1: But even though his article was a failure, he still managed to steal one of the multicolored jackets from, uh, Quintum. He got those two, uh, tickets for Frankenstein and ice. And he probably used some sort of laser to, uh, Right, I love Lucy on the moon. Yeah. So so it all worked out, even if his article.
0: Jimmy Olson, get over here. <laughs> get over here. It's just Scorpion.
1: And I do wonder if Agatha's uh if she was, was charmed enough by Jimmy that she's not gonna tell Quintum any of this. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I feel like it'll probably show up in the reports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean the newspaper, I just mean the reports, like the the cause you know, unless Superman like rebuilds everything like that um there's a lot of collateral damage you have to deal
1: with <laughs> that's true and
0: also how do you explain the black crypt? i mean i guess you could just say oh we found black crypt- kryptonite
1: oh uh yeah director jimmy he he told us where to search for it and we found
0: it darn these directors they can't be trusted at least he doesn't have an eye patch for some reason by the way i just love the last like panel of lucy i don't know why i think quietly draws her pretty nicely there so it's i, don't know, I just like that
1: yeah but then we cut to yeah episode five the gospel according to lex luther oh boy
0: Is that that like a book? I feel like I kind of want to see like a book written that is an interpretation of the Bible from Lex Luthor's perspective. (laughs) Or just the gospel itself of Jesus Christ uh, from Lex Luthor's perspective or or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, but carry us through this little trial opening that we got here.
0: Attil the Hun, Genghis Khan, Al Capone, Adolf Hitler, Lex Luthor.
1: Yeah, that sums it up pretty well
0: you freely admit that these vile and appalling criminals are the men you revere above all as heroes and role models. Yeah. What a good opener, (laughs) I I guess.
1: Yeah. And we see that uh, Lex is, he's completely delusional. I mean, he's blaming, blaming all of his crimes on Superman. He's like, he should be the one on trial. I was just trying to, you know, do good for humanity, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't end up swaying this judge. And, yeah he gets the the sentence of the electric chair so see
0: where's this judge like I, a lot of people will probably say like okay this judge is actually like you know doing it but obviously it's the wrong even though it's like Luthor it's like what about the Joker like would this judge you know do the same thing to the Joker potentially it's like I assume so <laughs> although most likely what will happen is they'll already they'll they'll have a record so they'll have like a live recording right so they'll have um not joker in person there he's already hooked up to an electric chair and they have the trial there and they're just like all right we're just gonna <laughs> sit like you know we're waiting to just say guilty here for pitt's sakes and then just do it immediately
1: well we all know if, if frank miller is writing it a, a head shrinker would be there with with the joker and being like he can't be tried criminally he he's not mentally competent he needs to go for psychiatric help oh yeah that guy that's what gets him out of it
0: <laughs> bartholomew whatever his last name was but anyway man. and neither here nor there but yes he uh, sentences him to the chair and we get what uh as clark mentioned in the last issue which is kind of nice we're kind of we're getting all these seeds and whatnot uh we we he, we get here uh clark kent getting the last thoughts on uh or yeah i don't know it's the life story but the last thoughts of and an interview with lex Luthor before he is in the chair
1: yeah, and we see the we see as he arrives for the interview. Lex is working on some sort of some sort of little robot. I'm surprised that he would be allowed to have any access to technology or any sort of inventing tools while in prison. That seems like a really stupid move on their part. But I guess he is a you know probably a multi billionaire. So
0: uh yeah, I guess it just like came in here for him, and he like had it be. In the, I I have no idea. But like again, we we saw that in the opening. With you know him and the uh, the suicide bomber uh, drone, uh, you know on Quinton's expedition to the sun, so it's just like yeah, guy really can't be trusted. Even if this is a bibliobot Mark II, which the internet or a smartphone, I guess.
1: Yep, pretty much. And of course, the bumbling moron Clark has to trip on the cord and cause a big bit of destruction there. It's okay, Clark. <laughs> Uh, and then when he you know he stands up he's like oh i'm i'm still okay uh then he knocks over this tray of things and lex is just looking at him like oh boy this this is just sad
0: yeah <laughs> this this bumbling buffoon um but it turns out though uh of 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 course um is that his clumsiness may have saved him from electrocution um because it seems that the uh, wiring in that there uh yeah you can even see it in like there's a little zap uh in the panel where what is it um yeah where the where the where the smartphone is basically like talking to him it's like it was the best of times it was the worst of times um we see a little spark from the uh, outlet there so it seems that clark uh was keen keened on to that and he was like uh okay how do i it's kind of a cool thing almost where it's like a challenge You're like all right how do i how do I act in the most clumsy, buffoonish manner without like, while well, embarrassing myself, but also saving Luthor? It's like, yeah, that's kind of a cool challenge in like a video game. You think if you think about it, there's your Superman video game. It's mostly just like a Clark Kent simulator where you have to be a bumbling buffoon. And you have to like save everybody while like it's a walking simulator. That That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I guess. And I guess that was what they were doing earlier with that guy who almost had the thing drop on him when Clark bumped into him. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I can understand why they would go with this, but I don't know. It just it seems a little over silly to me in some way.
0: Uh, I mean, this book is silly. So what do you expect?
1: Yeah. But so, yeah, then we begin the begin the interview with with Lex and Lex, even though he even though he thinks that, you know, Clark is kind of this sad creature, he still respects him in, in some odd way and still likes him. So so they have a fun little banter. I think.
0: Yeah, no, I like the, 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 I won't, I won't get too much into the minutia or the dialogue here, but I, I definitely do like the fact that everything like he says that Luther basically states to Clark that he is everything. Clark is everything that Superman is not, you know, prime American or whatnot, like an every man. That's, that's why he likes him just because, you know, how like, I guess just normal he is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he like, he asks uh, Clark, like, what does a man like you, you know, really feel about Superman? and yeah i like that he's in a way he's taking over the interview and turning it to an interview of clark and i even thought at first i was like does he secretly know that clark's superman but no it 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 seems like he's just wanting wanting clark to get get hit how how he views superman as the real issue with with uh, facing humanity the real threat
0: yeah of course he's he's talking about the uh what do you call it he's he's it's his interview after all. So he wants to get his side of, of, of things and especially with Superman. So uh, I, I, d- I definitely do like that.
1: Yeah. And he kind of goes into how he feels like the very, very presence of Superman, you know, diminishes all the, all of humanity. Cause how can humanity ever thrive with this, this kind of uh bodyguard above them, this superhero thing that no human could achieve this, this image of, I guess he thinks that maybe humanity would lose its lose its vigor in some way with a superman there.
0: Yeah, he also doesn't like the fact that uh superman has powers and we see him like weightlifting uh doing a regiment here and so he he like, you know, flexes for for Clark. It's like, "Feel that? That's hard. That that, that this takes hard work."
1: Yeah, he's getting yeah, he's a big weirdo this Lex. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then he uh, he also asks um, he also asks Clark you know how if he's seen Superman and what he he looks like if he's looking a little off if he's like pale or tired and mm. Clark is just like uh, he seems fine.
1: Yeah, setting up some early tendrils as to the real intent of this interview.
0: Yes, is, uh, as as uh, Luthor hints that it's like hmm, not for long. It's like huh, what is he going on with that?
1: Yeah, and I like that during this interview. You can feel Clark kind of trying to reach out to Lex to be like, you know, you're you're such a brilliant guy. Isn't there any way that you can get past this this obsession and try to get back to your strengths and try to use your your wealth and your your intellect to try to help people?
0: All your resources, one. He's like he's like Uncle Iroh to Jiao
1: almost. Yeah, but no, he's yeah he, he's locked in. He's Lex could never get past this at this point.
0: By the way, I love this this panel on, or not these panel, but the the layout itself on uh, what is it page one hundred and twelve for us at least and one hundred and thirteen. Uh, this whole two yep. page it's it's beautiful. I I love it. I love the the setup and whatnot and, and how it's set up. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool uh, panel layout, and it it would be like a big two page spread kind of thing, and the way that they separate it with uh, using actual what would, it, what would it be called like pillars
0: yes pillars
1: yeah they'll know that's excellent yeah
0: yeah sometimes we get close up sometimes we get like faraway shots or whatnot but we always kind of like i I will say this what uh this is the limit to like because i I, when i had my tablet uh on my tablet i was looking at it like horizontal like vertical up or whatnot so it would be like page to page so again i got like all page 112 i only read like page 112 and thinking like that's it and then i turned to page 113 i'm like oh Dang it. So I had to turn it like around.
1: Yeah. And this is the weakness of the way that they've done it now. Yeah. Because back in the day with the, um, comiXology app, you would be able to have it, uh, horizontally and you could zoom in. And so that's normally how I would have it. Cause you can get a much wider breadth of the pages that way. But now that you can't zoom in anymore since it's on the Kindle thing. Yeah. You could never really look at an image like this and be able to read all the panels properly.
0: At least on, on one side. Excuse me.
1: Well, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. If it, what I mean is, if it was the full full page spread like it is here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, so that sucks. Stupid uh, Kindle app. Hopefully they'll update that at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's. But basically, here, like again, I guess we get more of like what Luthor. You know, Clark's he's still pressing Luthor with questions. I mean, that's the point. It's an interview for God's sakes, and just talking about stuff where he's like, you know. Uh, he kind of, uh, I uh, can't, he, he makes a comparison between this prison in, in Strikers Island or Rikers Island, excuse me, to Candor, um, mentioning the bottle ba- city of Candor. So he at least knows about that uh, where like, you have, you have these like different types, these, these archetypes. And this prison is basically like a, a world uh, in miniature.
1: And in, in the background during this exchange, we, we see this little, this little more vibrant, this blue, kind of splotchy looking word bubble of something that's out to get Lex, something that really hates him. And we'll, yeah, we'll see a little bit more of that after this. Oh yeah. But yeah, I like the little, little microcosm that he's, he's putting in talking about the, the human race are, are heading towards a, a renaissance and they can feel a change is coming because they know about the Superman's impending doom. He doesn't quite say that yet but that's what he's uh hinting at.
0: Do you think all these men, all these these prisoners, they these criminals, they know about this or do you think Lex is just like talk like uh what making it larger than life almost where he's like talking it up.
1: Oh, he's projecting. He's usually projecting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so then we after that we we finally cut to see what this thing was that was yelling for for Lex. And it's this this gross parasite blob thing.
0: Well, it, it's it's parasite. Yeah parasite i guess well yeah i guess you you're familiar with uh, him from the comics
1: uh i've, I've been aware of this character I'd, I'd never seen him in anything
0: uh definitely a take uh i will say that uh because sometimes his powers he's in the animated series um he's purple still he's got the purple color scheme but this he's like a purple people eater almost in this um <laughs> but like in that he just gains like power air quotes so i guess his just levels go up Whereas in this, this is a near example, like probably almost a perfect translation of uh, the amoeba fetus from uh, the end of Akira, the the film. Mm. Where because Parasite's power is to suck the energy from a life form, and I guess literally like energy itself, um, this is a little different where he's like a, a flower almost, where because Superman's energy is like irradiating everywhere he and he's in his presence uh he's sucking it but i don't know if he's i don't know if if he's like actively absorbing that power or if he's just like photosynthesizing his own energy but either way it's literally like you know all that energy is like you know being absorbed into him and he has like his body almost has like no control over itself so it keeps creating mass to like Uh, compensate for all the energy that's being uh, put into his body so we don't have an amoeba fetus situation but we could
1: and he's compelled to move closer to the energy source and and clark starts getting real starts getting real touchy. he's he's looking around he's we're not touchy. what's the word i'm looking for skittish yeah he's getting real skittish yeah and i like uh lex's little snide line i like what's the matter kent are you worried he's gonna steal your last reserves of cowardice (laughs) sheesh Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's good. But anyway, even Clark, I thought this was stupid. He's like, can't let him touch me. I got to get out of here. Like he's almost, uh, he's almost giving himself away a little bit there. I thought, but
0: you know what? It should have been. It should have been a thought balloon.
1: Should have been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Although I don't know if I've seen thought balloons in this or not, eh?
1: No, I guess we saw the little bit of inner monologue from from uh, Lois. Lois, but yeah, it wasn't balloons.
0: Yeah. No. But again, yeah, that should have been an. Inner, that should have been like a bubble because. Unless he just said it in a low voice. But again, that's what thought balloons are like, 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 uh, anyway. Yeah,
1: but either way, Parasite, he grows too strong for the binds to hold him. And he breaks out and he starts charging towards, uh, I guess Luther thinks he's charging to him, but really is charging to Clark. And Clark's like, oh God, I got to get out of here. My stress ulcer. And I like Luther being like, Kench, that's tear gas, you moron. He's running right into it.
0: just go straight in there Uh, of course we see what like he did though which was he grabbed every or at least all the security guards probably knocked out as well in there and like rushed them out into uh, I guess a safe distance off the island although obviously that now means that a lot of criminals are unaccounted for but or at least are running loose with the less amount of security force but anyways I digress
1: yeah we see as the security force is falling apart one of them drops a gun on the ground, which, by the way, whoever that was should probably get fired. That's just crazy. I mean, why'd they even have their gun out to be dropped in the first place?
0: Well, I mean, we see that, like, some of the security... Like, as soon as, like, Parasite makes a run at Luthor, air quotes, um, the security guards all are, like, start, like, drawing their guns. But I, I know what you mean, though. And we also start seeing, like, a prison riot happen.
1: Yeah, which seems stupid. You'd think that the power of the gun would just add to the Parasite's strength, so they should be not to do that but either way uh a guy picks up the gun and sees his chance to kill luther right as luther is bragging about how clark's under his protection and then clark shows up and slaps that guy with the gun the gun right into his face so so damn that guy's probably a broken uh some teeth and a nose and
0: i feel like he pulled it like i feel like superman could pull his punches
1: and let's not forget the guy just shot the gun so that's a burning hot uh yeah, back it come right to his face. So that guy's fucked up either way.
0: <laughs> Did it shoot? I, don't, I didn't see it get shot.
1: Right. Yeah, if you look at the bottom panel, right as uh, Clark slaps it, you can see it uh, it fired right then.
0: Oh, I thought it. Uh, I thought he, with his like quickness, um, emptied the chamber.
1: Uh, we see a little bit of uh, a blast and then a little bit of smoke coming off.
0: Oh yeah, I see it. Never mind, you're right. Yeah, I see it there. Never mind. I'm I'm yeah, I'm ignorant. Yeah, we see the bolt come out of the tree. never mind.
1: So he's got some burn right on that mustache. Probably lit it on fire the next panel. We'll see his face lighting up. Jeez. Um, <laughs> uh but then we yeah, we see Clark trying to trying to sort out this situation. Um he burns up this little boiler pipe that's on the roof to I guess let the water just kind of dampen out that tear gas. Maybe I wasn't sure what he was.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's a combination where, yeah, it, it, it leads directly to where the, uh, you know, where Luthor and Clark going, but of course they're all, you know, watered and you know what happens when water meets cold temperatures. The same thing that happens to humans getting struck by lightning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And Clark even freezes a bunch of those, uh, those prisoners too i was like oh crap now those guys are gonna get hypothermia and then uh, they're all gonna die in there too
0: uh grant morrison <laughs> forgot about that
1: <laughs> um but yeah he's he's basically trying to guide even though luther thinks that he's guiding clark to, to, to safety clark's basically doing that for him which i think is kind of fun here
0: yeah i know especially uh when he peers behind one of the walls with his x-ray vision and sees that yeah, Parasite's still following him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and then taking out some guys along the way, and eventually plows through the wall, and he's he's coming after Clark, and he's like like a son, hungry son, so he can he can t- sense the power, reading it of Clark.
0: Hey, so what was your comment before about bullets with parasite?
1: Oh, I would think that the bullets would uh, boost him up. You would think, but I guess I guess we'll see.
0: He's converting the kinetic energy uh, into more mass. There you go.
1: Oh yeah, they even say right here. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. That's why I was like, those guards should probably know what they're dealing with and not be pulling drawing their stupid guns in the middle of a prison riot like that. But. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, and as they're making a run for it, uh, we see, uh, <laughs> drawn drawn like a moth to some immense energy source. Um, a bunch of prisoners in the background yell at Luther, being like, "Hey, you you want to like lead us, Luther? Prove it with like beating what parasite, basically."
1: Yep. And so yeah, then poor parasite as he's getting bigger and bigger, the weight of the ground won't be able to hold him anymore, and he just falls right through, which I think is a really another really beautiful image there.
0: Yep, collapses under his own weight, which I mean makes sense. It's kind of again, I feel like we could literally see like a if if this version of parasite would have an amoeba fetus form, um, eventually, but obviously we don't do that here. But yeah, instead, basically crushes down into the I guess ground or whatever and Luthor uh, takes some time to gloat and prove that he's, you know, the bigger man, or at least, you know, gloat that he is, and starts, like, beating the tar, or kicking Parasite in the way, in, in the curbside. Yep.
1: Yeah. And after he does that big display, he even yells, anyone else want to challenge my ideas? Let me see those prisoners. They don't have so many uh, Snyder marks to throw le- Lex anymore.
0: Certainly not.
1: But, uh... But yeah, I was wondering do you think that Luther is so arrogant that he thought that the parasite really was feeding off the power of his intellect?
0: Well, he did say, remember what he said earlier? He said like brains beat brawn every time.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, he didn't like he didn't catch on that he was after Clark, so yeah, obviously potentially. Like <laughs> again, this is a Luthor that doesn't throughout the entire book does not know that Clark Ken is Mhm. Um, especially in this next panel, but we'll get to that after he also states that he's, uh, I'm walking straight back to my cell on death row. Uh, you wait, you want change, wait for my signal. Um, so he is, it's funny, even though he's what like in this escape, he's actually like, I probably, I feel like he probably would have taken, okay, maybe not into this point, but he probably would have taken Clark to this place anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just so happened that serendipity and circumstances be, uh, were in his favor to show him this little uh, this little room of his. I guess this is actually this is technically his room, and then he would have taken him down underneath the floorboards to reveal like a little secret passageway, uh, exiting it out to uh, back out of Rikers Island. So it's like, huh? He has a way out if he wanted to, but he's not doing that. Interesting.
1: Yeah, and this is when he really lays his cards out. That this interview wasn't just like a tell all for him on death roll, but really he was using this interview as another weapon against Superman, and we see that his superman obsession is taking extremely bizarre turns as we see he's got this little little baboon in a superman uh costume and <laughs> what do you think he was doing with that there uh in his prison cell? Ah,
0: uh, I mean, did you know?
1: Moby Dick can be recited at
0: frequencies so high. Melvin's, um, very, yeah, Melville's masterpiece becomes a sonic drill capable of carving through solid rock.
1: Yes, maybe the answer is that this is just a particularly insane Lex. Like this guy, he's just kookiness in the extreme.
0: Uh, basically, he uh, with a spoon or whatever, he carved his way out of uh, carved a tunnel. So that's that's literally how he made this like place possible.
1: I thought maybe the baboon just ate his way through.
0: Uh I don't know if that's how <laughs> baboons work, but anyway.
1: <laughs> I didn't think that they dressed up in Superman gear and just hung out in in rooms either, prison cells, but
0: uh, DC apes. What am I well actually sorry? Monkeys. This is a monkey, I think.
1: Baboons, yeah, monkeys. Yes, yeah, so we take him down to his little under uh underground uh boat passage. <laughs> And there he's got this, I guess it's his niece who just hangs out there, I suppose, with their boat. Or
0: he, he like, signaled to her to come to get Clark and, you know, bring him back. Because she was, like, here all the time. It's like, wow, she must be so bored.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing about the baboon. <laughs> just hanging out there.
0: Yeah, that's that's just true. Unless they
1: keep each other company. I don't know. Oh, hey, there's my ape. Or, well, there's my monkey that I
0: was referring to earlier with Samson and uh, Atlas.
1: Oh, oh yeah there you go and
0: there you go there's my monkey although i think i said ape right yeah yeah okay right,
1: anyway yeah but but this is when yeah clark really lays it down on the table that uh, about his whole plot and using the sun itself as a source to to overload uh his cellular batteries and destroy him from within and yeah explains to clark that he's he's the one behind it and he's very proud about it
0: Stay with me, everyone. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> what a shock! It was it was super. Or it was Lex Luthor who was going to kill Superman. Um, what a, what? Gee, what a surprise. Um, however, I do like the moment where you know uh, Clark takes off his glasses, looks Lex dead in the eye, at like before this, before he says you know his plan, or before he reveals what happened, and Luthor just looks at him. Yeah without realizing who it is that's awesome
1: yeah that's interesting yeah yeah and then superman or clark i should say is he's just so pissed he's like you know you could have been friends but instead you're just like this mad dog so so that's too bad
0: yeah it really does suck um i also love the fact that in this like little corridor this cave it kind of looks like an entrance to hell yeah and superman's being ferried to hell which i think is the point where uh, Lex's niece is the uh, is the boat or is the ferryman or ferrywoman, excuse me.
1: Yeah, and as Superman or as Clark, I should say, is being yeah uh, piloted away. Uh, Lex starts going on about how if it wasn't for Superman, he would be in charge of the planet, and now that he's dying, you know, even though he, uh, Lex is also on death row, death row, he couldn't be happier about it. So
0: he pulled the old the old trick. The old trick of like, if I'm dying, I'm taking you with me.
1: Yeah. And I think this last image here, uh now where to, Mr. Kent. I think that's a really lovely piece of art as well, the water and the boat.
0: Oh yes. That one old that one page spread. I think that looks really good. And again, very evocative, something out of like, say, Dante's Inferno.
1: Yeah, this boat here with all the lines and all the the detail work, I think it's really um really well done by frank quietly and i think that his overuse of lines works well in in objects i'll say
0: yeah i was gonna say i think for environmental design you're you're impressed by his his work
1: yes yeah i just feel like his well I, i've already said it but let's yeah let's <laughs> jump over to the episode six. Oh crap we're only on episode oh fuck <laughs> i'm just jumping in here from the editing bay to close out this episode um, as you can see, that from the the part one in the title, this this whole discussion went way too long. Ended up being about four hours. I know, crazy. Um, so I, I'm splitting it here in the middle, and yeah, we'll continue into the next episode. So hope you enjoy this discussion, and hope you'll join us for the second one. We always enjoy doing this DC stuff, even though we often uh, go go too long into our self indulgent uh, ways with these panel by panel reviews. But, um, if you like them, if you don't mind that we go f- so long, leave us an email or a, or a tweet. our Our informations down there in the uh, the description section. But either way, tune in next Monday when we'll have the second part of this discussion out. And until then, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.